Three, two. Hello, welcome to Plat Chat episode 97. And it's 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 the desk boys. We're all here today. And we got Van Silly. Hey Van Silly. How are you, how are you doing? Josh how are you feeling? To, I'm doing great. Was Josh trying to impersonate me? That would be so cruel to begin I, the show. We're friends, man. We tease each other. We tease those we love. It's all good. Uh, yeah, no, I was just I was just smiling and looked like a thumb. <laughs> we ran a little poll in the chat for the for the, for the listeners and those who are watching this later as to who was late. Now, if you're watching the video back, I think you could figure it out with visual context. <laughs> But if you're just listening, it, it was Brian. <laughs> and, and we were, it was a very, it was a neck and neck race with the poll in chat. It was some bullshit. Sideshow, 39%. But Sideshow was actually, he was the second person. You, you were I, here on time. You, what matters is, he, he, that's he, pretty I, rad. I, I, Josh I, could, was here. I could fall out of my bedroom window and land in the set. <laughs> yeah, I can't be late. I can't be late. There's no commute. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and Kurt and I live here. And Vance Silly, very timely. This man's a consummate professional. This yeah, is why, this you, is why Riot gives him the big bucks. And I tried, I, I tried. And, and Bren, I mean, he actually, yeah, he just lit the fucking TNT fuse. He got the Red Bull and he cracked it open. And that means my man is ready to pod. He is absolutely ready 15 to minutes. pod. I'm going to sit here in silence for I mean, 15 minutes. I did you minutes. sleep for like 14 hours? Because you said you went to sleep at 10. Which sounds like the beginning to the morning of a responsible adult. What happened between that? <laughs> How did we arrive here? I went, to, I went, got into bed at ten. Yeah. And Josh's stream up, the mm -hmm. dulcic tones of analysis or Valorant analysis mm -hmm. put me to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should market my stream like yeah, that. Yeah, you're making really yep. good content over there, Josh. Let's <laughs> 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 go on. So, and then uh, eventually I went to sleep. Uh huh. Like midnight, I think. Yeah. Woke up at like 20 past 11, having the fucking craziest dream. And I can only remember scraps of it, but it was just fucking, it was like so abstract. I was traveling across the land and walking across a tower that had collapsed and had softened in the mm -hmm. rain. And fucking, it was wild, man. It was crazy. You know, I love, yeah. <laughs> I love podcasts where they tell each other about dreams. Elden Ring too. <laughs> Uh, but I, I woke up. The funniest stories are dreams that you yourself up. didn't experience and yeah. can't relate to. <laughs> Realized I needed to be on the pod in 40 minutes. Yep. The pod. My mornings take a lot. So pre-med Bren, my mornings take a you, fucking long time. You think that time. mustache brushes itself? No, trust me, trust me, trust me. Trust me. I need two hours in the morning. No shot you need two hours in the morning because to get ready. What the fuck uh, are you doing? Because I want to I got to eat my breakfast before I take my meds. Okay. Otherwise, I won't eat breakfast. Okay. Mm. And so, are you grilling a salmon yep. for breakfast? No, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm wandering around pondering life. <laughs> <laughs> you need two hours I of mean, philosophy in the can morning. You, can you do that? You got to do just, that. Do that at night. A little glass no, of wine. I just, rogue, I can't stand on my balcony. No time for that. Peer out at the, the morning. Cityscape. I wake up. I I'm mm -hmm. I'm like I just slowly go about my day. I it takes me like two hours to gain enough momentum to eventually start my day. <laughs> what mm. you need to do is the Van Silly method. Put some toast in. Get it out. Slap it on your cheeks. Instant <laughs> second degree burns. <laughs> on with your day. That's that's the 
That's the method for getting and things started. And you smell started. good. You smell like toast, so you don't have to shower. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I love toast scent. I mean, for if people, I mean, people don't know. Do, should no, no, actually, no, no context, context needed. No context needed. <laughs> if you know, you know. It's just true. If you know, you know. Uh, as always, also for the, uh, the live viewers, the super chats are enabled, and if the super chats are additive to the discussion, that's the key point, really. Additive to the discussion, <laughs> we might read them out loud and discuss whatever you have, uh, you know, whatever point you raise or question you may ask uh, related to a topic. Unfortunately, mm. the what? super chats have been enabled, but also. Kurt just turned on the seven TV emotes in the live right. chat. So all of the super chats are just going to be like peepo piss or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they're, 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 yeah. they're simply not going to be additive. That's fine. Uh, Still gets us Capybara Council money. <laughs> all good. All good. But also, uh, as I... <laughs> funny enough, I'm asking you for money, but... We've got a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about that? Uh, These guys only care. Plat Chat's changed. Plat Chat has <laughs> actually changed. Cue the uh, dramatic music. Josh, how are your balls doing? <laughs> they doing all right? <laughs> Gentlemen. Also, Josh told me I was going to, if I can keep a straight face during this ad, he's going to give me a hundred bucks. Gentlemen, <laughs> all men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there's a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless winning machine. <laughs> and when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum? That's right, Manscaped, trademark, would like to introduce you to their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped, TM, is the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, plus free shipping with the code VALOCHAT20. There's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff in there. Now, also, yeah. when we used to do the reads, right. right, a long time ago, when we first got our first <laughs> Manscaped sponsorship, yep. they used to say two million men who trusted Manscaped. We've double, added double two million. Men. We've added what? two million to the <laughs> Guys, Manscaped. Two million more? Yeah. Two million more. <laughs> two million more. And I think most Guys, of those are coming from Platcher. Why doesn't that convert into ad revenue? Don't ask, the, don't, don't ask those they questions. They should. But, but you know what? I wasn't paid for this, but I actually used the code. I don't oh, want to did? dox myself, but <laughs> I actually what? exfoliate my balls. Not only <laughs> that, I, w I went through, I went through the shop. I was like, wait, they have deodorant? Yeah. So I, I got the deodorant too. It's the first time I opening it actually. It smells like platinum. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to start using this. Wow, perfect. I, that was a great, good, honestly, great natural integration there, Van Silly. Good yeah. job, no, Great job, yeah, everybody. Good job, everybody. <laughs> great job, everybody. Great, great job with the ad rate. Great job with the ad rate. All right. It's time to talk Valorant. I like Valorant. Holy we did fuck. it last week. Not bad. It's not We're bad. doing it again. Who was the best player? Oh, I, did I send somebody in? <laughs> Just chaos immediately. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I got one out of you, friend. Don't worry. 
There's there's something there. Don't worry. Who's, Do you want to just see what yours is? We'll just reveal yours. Yeah. Who's, who's the best? <laughs> oh, second. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Zach, you guys know second. I, I don't know him. Yeah. You guys. He was great. This I, playoffs. Yeah. You're yep. you're you're right. I agree. You might as well pull mine up now too, Kurt, if you can. No. I too think Zekin was the best player of playoffs oh. week two. I agree with Brendan. Uh, the Red Bull and Meds are kicking in. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, dude, the pod's oh. about to get crazy. Uh, my dreams yeah. come back. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think Zekin was far. I, th I think he was the definitive best player of playoffs week two in the world. Played against... You know, the, the the reigning international champion team in the finals crushed them, dropped like 100-plus kills, was plus 40. I mean, yeah. like four agents played across the series. Yep. Even though, you know, he's playing Sova yeah, on a scent. roles. I mean, well. yeah, yeah. yeah, all types of stuff. He, he popped off. All right, Josh, who do you got? Well, it, I, I gave, I gave mm. Kurt two because I said, I'll go with Zekin unless everyone else has gone with Zekin. Because I think Zekin was the clear choice. Okay. But right. oh my God, I was watching Paper X and <laughs> holy God, I'm in love. I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I used to be, I used to appreciate Valorant. Now I love Valorant. <laughs> <laughs> Paper X have turned me into a, 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 a believer. A, a believer. Boy. In the, what, like the game itself? It's uh, future of, uh, as an esport. Yes, because <laughs> because previously, oh, there's these, yeah. there's like these slow defaulty rounds. And Europe. I'm watching EMEA, and oh, I can appreciate the macro game, but get the fuck on with it, would you guys? <laughs> and then suddenly, tune into Paper X. Yep. <laughs> Everyone's in now, all over the place. Rotates, fights happening, forcing duels, all over the place. And Jing up there at the front, bossing everybody, putting uh, on an outrageous show. He's just spectacular. He's, he's good. Didn't we? He's a gift. Didn't we have a conversation like last year of being like, if if everybody was going to play the face style and everybody's going to be schmeeging during Masters one or two, was it? I can't even remember. Uh, wasn't it going to be like a fear for Valorant if it was going to be too fast-paced the way it is like Paper X played it? I don't care, My answer Vance. is, no, it's great. I agree <laughs> yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually full whims with Paper X. It's fucking awesome to watch him play. And I'm going to be really angry when people are able to duel Jing and stop him going for the crazy shit he goes for. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I enjoy watching him play at APAC because he's just smurfing. He's, he's not going to stop doing it. No, he's not. He no. was he was double satcheling into ecos. At yeah, fucking uh, yeah. At Reykjavik. Jing is going to kill Zekin yeah. on all four of his different agents. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent, who do you have? Uh, I actually have cryo cells. Uh, mm, you know, cells. the clear favorite was going to be Zekin if you actually watched him during the grand finals too. But I don't think they would have made it to the grand finals if it wasn't for cryo cells the way that he played against Faze, and that was the important match that allowed set to actually qualify for Copenhagen and he played lights out I think overall for the team though if you even look at uh the the supporting cast there was a lot like a an honorable mention with BCJ uh, with how he was playing ascent but uh overall I, I do think that cryo cells is the one that really carried and propulsed the team to to that victory that they needed there against phase to to make it to Copenhagen it's crazy how cryo and Zekin kind of swap roles within the team of carrying because cryo actually yeah. had a bit of a soft game in the grand finals didn't pop off that much yeah uh, he, he, everybody know, else did getting first deaths quite a lot and then in that game that you're looking at he nearly broke the all-time kill record he went fucking yeah. nuts and yeah. Zekin had a little bit of a softer game not not like a terrible game by any means but it, yeah it's crazy when you have a one-two punch where 
they either of them can pop off and you win. You don't need mm. both of them to pop off. Just just one or the other. Yeah. Correct, correct. Definitely. All right. Not like a face dicey and baby bay all the time, you know? Sure. Yeah. I do want to acknowledge something with this is the second week in a row. EMEA fans are gonna be straight up molding. They're gonna be looking <laughs> Less follicles than Durka because Durka's not on this list. No EMEA players on the list. We did none last week either, Josh. No <laughs> oh, EMEA yeah. players picked two weeks in a row. I want to go into the EMEA hopium level check. I want to <laughs> check where where are the hopium levels at? Low with us medium, or with the high, EMEA fans? With us. Oh, uh, with us. I want to check, dude. <laughs> with yeah, with us on well, the podcast. I, I wanna... just thought you were looking to mock some fans. <laughs> <laughs> that comes later. <laughs> For now, I want to check in. Josh, right now, I want to mock you, okay? That's the, the idea of this segment is, hopefully, you are way too enthusiastic about EMEA, and we can all point and laugh. All right, where do you want to start? Because I'll give you some enthusiasm. Okay, well, first, all right, I want to start, first of all, let's start... Third, we'll go with Guild. How are you feeling about Guild? Of course you're going to start there. Of course you're going to start there. <laughs> I'm excited that Guild yep. made it to a major event, right? Let's, let's just begin there. I'm excited that they made it. They've got some really good players that have never been to a big event before. I think it got confirmed this morning that Trex, even despite being a Russian player, is still going to be able to make it to Copenhagen. And Trex is a top two player on this team, along with Leo. Um, I think Leo is a great player. This is actually Coldamenta being able to get deep results with three different teams now previously being with ascend g2 now with uh with guild so you know mm -hmm. slept on igl a little bit but i don't think they're going to do too much because the group stage is going to be outrageous you know i i didn't think about this too much until i was doing vod reviews last night and someone in chat said you know we could have a group with optic loud because loud could still be in groups yeah, if crew just, beat nip which is so ridiculous which is absurd but... so we could have yeah. a group with optic loud drx and pick your fourth place team that you really like but they would get fucked in that situation yeah it'd be like Zershan yeah or, or you know yeah. you know Zersha, northeption i'm thinking guild because that's what we're discussing oh, right, right now guild, yeah, you know like oh, yeah, guild yeah, are in a group yeah, yeah. with loud optic drx bye bye night night you you're not making that one through yeah that'll so, be funny so much of it comes down <laughs> to just what group draw they get but i, I yeah. think they're a fairly decent team but they're not going to do damage i don't think I, i'd be I'd be blown away if they did. I, I'd really love it if they did, but I just don't think they're up to the task currently, but it's just a great achievement that they've been able to make it into the top. Um, they also, their entire run didn't beat anybody from the other group. <laughs> they just continued to beat up on the same opponent. Yeah, those groups were really balanced. <laughs> yeah. Re really, really balanced groups there. Yeah. G2 are thrilled about what happened. So, not too much bank. hopium. Do you want, how do you want to do the hopium check? Uh, well, we can do, I mean... The, I, I, the tank is not particularly... I, I, yeah, I, I like Guild, and I was actually hoping for more in their playoffs run, um, despite, you know, beating up on the, the weaker group overall. I still saw on, you know, on some of their maps, especially in that upper semi, I thought they were awesome against, the, uh, against yeah. Mech in the upper semi. That Breeze and that and, Haven looked good. Yeah, and off that, I was like, you know what? I, I went for the... I, I felt like there was possibility for them keeping it really close against Fnatic taking a map, even winning an upset series because I knew that because they were going to ban Icebox. And I, I was kind of hoping for more from them, even though the maps against Fnatic were close. But then worse than that, I think, was that they kind of just got blown out by FPX. I, I, 
feel like they should have been capable of keeping that series a lot closer than they did. Um, fill, up, f- fill up the tank a bit. I think they were just saving thing. strats for Masters. Mm, right, yes. I like strats it, on silly. Saving strats. Yeah, they didn't want the better seed. I mean, just <laughs> <they're laughs> <gonna save> strats. <laughs> do, do they get a better seed at all from the Guild FPX game, though? I mean, I guess, no, but they would have been in I guess the final they, again. Yeah, they would have so, been in the final yeah. again and had a chance, um, yeah, I suppose. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's the game I'm referring to, where it was just kind of a blowout, and I was... That's like the that's the kind of match where I feel like you're hoping for more from Guild because I do think they have some pretty solid talent across the board. They got solid yeah. talent I, and solid ideas. The problem is, yeah, they're going up against teams that either have incredible talent or incredible ideas, yeah. and so they just end up being good enough to hang but not good enough so to win. My, yeah, my my Guild hopium is just meh. I yeah. like the team, and I actually wish that they. I, I hope they do well because I like the team, and I think they have. But my hopium of attention bleh, on EME, eh? hopium levels. Yeah. Bleh, what do you what do so, you? So, same. Hope, where's still, your still better than FPX, though, I think, if I want to... If, if uh, you want to th- listen to what's going on of, like, the rumors well, of them not being able to complete a full roster, right? That That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. If, if FPX it, don't have their full roster, no Hopium. I mean, it's just <laughs> the unfortunate yeah. reality of uh, a very st- fucked up situation. I'm stuffed is with that, Hopium. I'm well, stuffed yeah. with, with like three subs. No, I'm stuffed with hopium that they can all make it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm yes, currently yes, just yes, yes, hoping yes. out of control yeah. because I am praying for that. Apparently, so there was yeah. a report that they uh, that um, told you who the three subs were. Doom Bros had already announced they they had signed right. or like got in touch with and secured three subs as a last case scenario. Yeah. Um. So it's mm-hmm. Cider, a Danish player, masked another Danish player, and then. Can't remember the name of the final guy who was Polish. Starts with an S, I think. What? Sorry, I think it starts with an S, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> sure. Let me just try and think of all the players <laughs> I know. Sure. Start with an S. <laughs> but I, I don't even know. I don't know Mask or the other guy either. They've pulled them like from like you know the the actual depths. But uh, apparently, Cider is signed, so he doesn't even count as a sub. He's just like a bench player kind of thing, which allows yeah. him to get around it. And they're pretty confident they can get Angel to the LAN. Okay. Um, there is a law in the Ukraine apparently that people between the ages of 18 to whatever it is 65 or something if you're a man you can't leave the country because you might be you know required for the military because there's a war going on right now russia's invading um but there are exceptions to be made at the visa office for people who are like doing an athletic event or something yeah so they're pretty confident they can get angel there the question is whether they can get sugetsu and shao and they said that it was 50 50 for each of them so I'm right. I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm uh, fingers crossed, honestly, because that would it would honestly suck to not have FPX, the full FPX roster again at yeah. another global event. It just would. It would. Yeah. It would honestly suck. Okay, the real hope, the the the, the big potential hopium though. Fnatic, Josh, mm. where are you at? Mm. Where are you at that's with the Fnatic hope? hope. <laughs> I I've been going back and forth on this. Okay, like a week ago, I was like, okay. Either Fnatic or Optic are probably going to be favorites for the tournament. And I thought, okay, I mean, Optic, they've done it before. They've also made finals before. I'm, I mean, so Fnatic <clears throat> a long time ago. But yep. they look incredible in terms of how they're going through the groups. Yep. They, they lost to Exet. They had COVID at the time. They played a weird comp combined. Okay. All right. From Fnatic's point of view, I've been, the more that I've been watching them, <clears throat> there's a few holes in their game, but they just have such... A, outrageous talent on that team that they make up for it. They just make up for it uh, in all regards. I, I'm very high on Fnatic. I'm not sure I can commit to them being the favorites for the tournament, but I'm super high on them. 
I think, for example, it's like it's Durka's opportunity to prove that he's the best player in the world. I think that's mm-hmm. that's one of my um, narratives yeah. coming into this as well because that's what I thought about Durka heading into Reykjavik. He couldn't play. Um, but Alfie, yeah, I guess it's just a question of whether or not he performs at LAN. Yeah. I think that's a real big pivotal turning point as to whether or not Fnatic can convert this uh, this crazy run that they've got. Yeah, I honestly, I'm feeling kind of the same way. I've been... I, they, they obviously have outrageous talent, but I've felt like in every match that they've played, so many non-Icebox maps against any of the other good teams in EU have just been... They've always been living on the edge, but they always get away with it just by a little bit because of the outrageous talent. But I think on those maps is where, yeah, you start to see some of the, the holes in the game even when they played against Guild. And yeah, when they played against Guild, when they played against FPX and they lost Ascent and a lot of the other maps that are just really close, like 13-11s. And I think once they play against, you know, your Louds and Paper Rexes and Optics and Northeptions and those teams like that, I think that's where the trouble well, may lie. I would argue that perception. EMEA yep. has more depth to it than <laughs> the other regions. Um, like Loud beating on really? their region. Yeah, Loud, DRX, well, Paper X beating definitely. down on their regions. It, Fnatic have got harder competition than EMEA. Uh, Fnatic definitely have harder competition than Brazil, Korea, and APAC, I would say, as well. Yep. They, uh, but Did I, you just repeat what I just said? No, no, no I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. I'm agreeing with you for those three regions. <laughs> Not at But we're comparing it to international. Yeah. International is different because the international competition is definitely, you know, at least as good as whatever the yeah. best of region course, is at the time yeah. in, in yeah. most circumstances. But that's, at the end of the day, though, as well, we're talking about whether or not a team is looking flawless, right? That's like the, that's the benchmark that's I'm the comparing benchmark. Fnatic to is do they look flawless like they are going to come in and smoke the tournament? That's my, like, measuring stick for Fnatic right now, which tells you how good they've been looking. Yeah. But I don't think yeah. they do look flawless, but they look really good. And it's not just Durka and Alpha yet. All of their players are in white hot form. Yeah. I mean, the crazy form. Some of the player decision making can get a bit wonky at times, and yet they still just grab a kill and make it work because all of their players are going bonkers currently. I've never seen Enzo play this well. Never. He yeah. was never this good. He's leveled up so much. Mystic's on a heater. I, I want to see him translate it to land because I feel like that's where I've had a, a couple of concerns in the past. But otherwise, yeah, this team is. In a serious honeymoon period, I think. I don't know. I, I, I think if you're looking at the topic again of teams trying to be flawless, if you look at every other region, not every team looked flawless itself either. Like, I mean, no. Optic didn't win NA, and we still think they're the best team in the world currently, right? At least I do. Copium. Yeah. Uh, or Hopium. Defending. And then you're, you're, lo- you're looking at, for example, Latin America, where Crew finally lost and Leviathan finally won, but even that matchup didn't look like the best team for Crew nor the best team for Leviathan. Uh, Northception versus Zeta Division. Zeta Division didn't look like a Masters 1 Zeta Division from what I've watched against Northception. So uh, the, 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 the term of flawlessness, at least within their own region, I think still looks really strong for a team like Fnatic. I think that we, we base it off what, what happened throughout the whole stage two from groups to playoffs till, till now to still think that they're going to do just fine and actually really good in the, in the competition. My bigger question mark is, you know, how is Alfier going to do on his first stage uh, young player right now, live crowd for the first time too? Uh, I think uh, I'll, I'll mention that during the top 20 later on as well. But at least for the rest of the supporting cast of Fnatic, 
Enzo's already played under the system of, of Boaster. They already have that international experience for that main core for Fnatic. They yeah. know the expectation of, uh, of, of what's to come against them, against the other teams. So I think they'll be prepared for that. And I think another big thing too, last one, is when they came into Masters 1, they also came in with two subs, right? With Hyber and with Enzo, where eventually Enzo became that main solo for the team. So the role swaps that they had too to put Boaster into controller, it fits them a lot better. He's able to IGL a lot better too. Mystic's able to play a great flex agent for the team as well. Uh, and I think that with a lot more reps is going to start looking even better and better coming into after boot camp at Masters 2. Uh, so I think I'm on, I'm, I still have a very high hope actually for Fnatic in this tournament. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, they're, they're an S tier team, but that's yeah, not what the community's talking about. The community's talking about are they the favorites to win? So I think. Mm. You, you just got to be like, you know, you got to recognize what conversation you're having. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. That is, yeah I, I, uh, my hope is, yeah, that they're like an S tier team. Uh, but. Period. Are they the favorite to win? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't, think my, teams. I don't think I have, my hopium reserves are not that full yet. Is any team a favorite? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I, more, you, I think you could. You would make the favorites hierarchy, try to place the percentages, you know, the optics, odds. fanatic. You're literally Clouds. trying to do a power rankings episode off I the mean, top we're of your head. This, we're, we're, I mean, this is me. Save that content for next week. Okay, sorry. Save this that is, content this is for next my week. We gotta, we, gotta sure. hook them. we gotta hook the okay, viewers sorry, next sorry, week, Brent. Sorry. The hook this week is Stay the top tuned. 20 player list. Yep. The hook yep. next week is the power rankings. Right. Top 20 so everybody, list. So everybody, Stay tuned for Brent for next week. You know the first top three? We're doing the top 20 player power ranking. Later in this episode, that's they call it the hook, Josh. Yep. All right. How far can Exit go in Copenhagen? They finally have done it. They have they have broken the long and tenured fourth place curse narrative. They've finished in uh, first. I was about to say second. Sorry, they finished in first because I was they had lost to Optic in the qualifying match and then they ran it through the low bracket, beat Phase, came back, beat Optic in the final. They get the first seed. They're in the top. Eight automatically. Um, yeah, I think they can make playoffs. So they're definitely <laughs> going to make playoffs. Good favorite for that, unless they just can't go to the event. That's the only thing that would stop them from making the top eight, is if they literally can't go Lots for some reason. Wood. I'm going to assume they're going to be in attendance at the event, so they will be at least be in the top eight. How far can they actually go in Copenhagen, though? Where are our heads at with that? Has, has that win over Optic inspired I, massive confidence? I don't think it's going to be... So some people were comparing the XSET winning the first seed as like a guard situation where they were going to go into the first seed position, skip the groups, and it was going to be super disastrous for them. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case as much. There's a lot of veteran presence on, on that team with yeah. Def and with Aaron as well in terms yeah. of just the yeah. competition. Um, crowd uh, experience as well, crowd actually, experience which is well. unusual yeah. for, for some teams. Exactly. Um, so, but there are young players on this team that might suffer in a LAN environment for the first time. Maybe not Maybe not with no crowds, but if they get to a crowd stage, I, I could see that they're going a bit skewed. If you just don't know how those players will perform until, mm -hmm. until you get into it. Um, a, a reminder that the crowd stage is only for like top final, four. Yes, for so, top four. So, so it's like one, getting to that point. So you could get to a top... In fact, you could get to a top three position by making it to the upper finals and mm -hmm. then bomb out in front of a crowd and you would still get third. So... You, you can, you know, you can still make top three even if you hard choke in front of a crowd, mm -hmm. which I think people aren't necessarily factoring in. They're just thinking playoffs equals crowd, but it's not exactly like that at uh, Copenhagen. Yeah. 
but they've uh, I think they've shown enough depth and obviously skill as well just uh, on an individual basis that without a doubt in my mind they can they not only can they hold the candle against the other top teams like if you're thinking like the theoretical top eight teams that you might have going through into playoffs but they they absolutely can go far as well assuming they keep up that consistent performance because Carlos has had a big he always has a big step up when it comes to playoffs with the online stages like stage one stage two he's always stepped up but the question is can Carlos keep that going can Zekin keep that going that's that's what I'm going to be thinking about with uh, with with this team moving forwards into into Copenhagen because mm-hmm. those are the important elements and I think some of that does probably come down to the, the the veteran presence on the team the guys of experience being able to help the younger players through it they're one of the most drilled teams at the event I think if you think about the other teams that go via you know like incredible fundamentals and teamwork exit have got to be up at the top of the list if that was the only thing yeah. that mattered you think they have a bad matchup against teams that are just playing with full confidence i'm not sure i mean that's going to be yeah. a really interesting stylistic matchup to see them play against teams like paper x for example or something yeah. but i think they're they're very good in terms of their their spacing their timings their execs they're they're very they don't do anything mad but what they do they've really honed and they they do it excellently um and i think that's very solid underpinnings to ensure you have consistent results they're not going to fluctuate wildly mm. um unless you know for example one of their players that's in a really important position like you know if if cryo for example in his jet role on this map or zekin when he plays entry on another really suffers and chokes in front of the the pressure then you know maybe that could make a difference but i think the fundamental underpinnings of exet are very good for a deep run yeah it, I actually went through my Doctor Strange style. I pulled out my green stone and then I, I looked at all the scenarios of like X set versus whatever team they may face off against in the playoffs once the groups are done. And I, I actually do think that against a team like Paper X, they might get caught off guard. I don't know if they're ready to play such an aggressive style. I think there's a potential splash in the pan of like just watching how BCJ played super aggressively and very confidently on ascent when he's playing Omen. Okay, there might they may be like some sort of chance there. But when it comes down to like just the macros of it, having depth behind the lines and understanding how the other ones are gonna play the defaults against EMEA teams, for example, I still think that they'll do just fine. Overall, uh, just to go into the tinfoil analysis, I think they're just going to get fourth place because they finally break the curse. Of, <laughs> they finally break the curse of not getting fourth place anymore in North America. Now they get to on the next stage. Shit, we get fourth place now at the There's international no stage I nonstop mean, until 2023. Fourth would be amazing. I think fourth is, yeah, it would be a good result. And also, honestly, I don't think it's a far-fetched result that they come in fourth. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. I mean, I think it's probably yeah, yeah. the most uh, reasonable result. Actually, is like either be. Fifth, fifth, sixth, sixth or, or fourth. fourth. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm. That's what I'm thinking is l- probably the most likely outcome, um, which would be a good result. I mean, I think as long as they can even win one game, I think that's a pretty good yeah. result for them. Honestly, I, which I'm just a counterpoint to Exit um, not performing well against an aggressive team like that kind of matchup is the fact that they managed to handle phase yeah i think that's is the true counter, sure. is the counterpoint yeah. to that but also phase yeah. are nowhere near as good as paper rex no no they're, they're no, not on the no. same or north option level <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean i can't wait to this isn't the north i'm just i'm just taking a look back at the Reykjavik bracket right now to kind of see 
you know what a reasonable result would be contrasting it to the yeah. prior setup g2 for example who got the yeah. top seed beat zeta division in their opening before they'd really like warmed yeah. up they played a good game actually there to, to dismantle zeta and then they just lost to loud and they lost to paper x and they finished fifth sixth i could see a similar scenario happening to exit or i could see them going on like a not necessarily a paper x run but more of like a you know, even a DRX run where they, you know, they beat out another top team and then sure. they go out where all of us are thinking at the end of it, damn, they played really well. But also we barely got to see them because yeah. they go straight through to the, the playoffs. I think they would look impressive if they'd gone into groups. I think people would be yeah. excited if they went into groups and they started beating other teams there. Yeah. More, but in more playoffs, though, if they, them. the thing, there is a difference though. If they, if they get fifth, six versus when G2 got fifth, six, G2 were coming in as like the number, I mean, they finished first for EU, no, well, didn't they, in the, in the end? And they finished, uh, I think also though, unfortunately, they kind of had the pressure of like, because of the, the subs for the other teams and, uh, you not having a good showing on account yeah. of that. They also finished I think second, there was, but FPX could There was go. more expectation on them to be the EU representative and do well, and then they just were kind of, eh, in their yeah. two games that they lost. And then get that Whereas, vibe hanging out with them at the bar. I think Exit <laughs> will be a bit more, or there's not as much, I feel like there's just not going to be as much expectation on Exit. And uh, It's kind of nice, uh, actually. Result, they've got, like they've got the playoff bracket that everyone's looking at Optic. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I tell you one thing we have mentioned every now and then is BCJ. Um, when we were talking about the best player of the playoffs from last week, mm -hmm. and Honorable mentioned two BCJ, but if he continues his performance that he has in his, his last two matches that he's played, like if he can keep that going, dude, that, that is the extra element that I think pushes Xset to, to the next fucking level because he was clutch as fuck. <laughs> he was playing a multitude of roles. He's shit-talking people. Dude, he's shit-talking stats. Yeah, he's shit-talking stats. <laughs> he's shit-talking stats. Such, he's such a funny player. But if he can keep up the if he, if he wow. can keep up that play, that is the extra element I think the Xset need to be a, a top contender at this event. BCJ said he would it. love to play against stacks. Everyone says he's always the best initiator. I say, hell no. no. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's doing nothing special. I do believe me and Crashies are the best two initiators in the world by far. Wow. Uh, he's getting way too much <laughs> credit from a worse region. He's, he's definitely worse. So fucking talk like, your smack. That's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, BCJ played really well. I think Def has been good the whole stage. He was winning out a lot of clutches in the last uh, couple showings and, and to, for the qualifying uh, matches. I I have some... I actually have... A, I think I have some a reasonable level of exit hopium. I think that fourth mm. is not an unreasonable finish. And I think even if they, if they made it that far, I mean, I suppose it kind of depends on who they're playing. But I, I think that yeah. they could make it about that far. But... I think the caveat is you you need you you're probably going to need either the Zekin or the Cryo performance of the the level that they gave against the Cryo did against Phase and then Zekin did against Optic. Otherwise, I feel like if we're getting the the group set uh, the group stage X set, that's more of like the fifth sixth finish. But if one of those guys is oh, in maybe that, just going out as well, yeah, or and, possibly and just you know if they get the wrong end of the bracket, they could just go out in two. But if one of those guys is in that form, I think that's where you can get the fifth, sixth, fourth kind it's of even, finish. Which I think would be even good. Like the, the, the second place that makes it out of groups is still a very strong team, right? If you're if you're looking at the potential DRX or Xerxia or FPX, Fnatic, whatever, or not Fnatic, but you guys catch by drift. Like that second place coming out of groups to play against... Uh, Xed is still a very, very hard opponent to... Xed's kind of hoping that one of the groups is... 
unfair. Like, Exeter yeah. are kind of hoping yeah. that yeah. Optic Loud DRX mm-hmm. are all in the same group so that Just they can knock each other out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, yeah, I think that there are some of the, the teams that I feel like are going to be rated above them, they could beat. Yeah. yeah. Re- they could reasonably beat. Like, God, what if, it, honestly. What if, me what if it ends up with Optic being second out of their group again and they go up against Exit uh, in the first round? That. I mean, that could definitely that happen. That definitely could happen. It depends Snows. on if Zersh is in their groups. <laughs> if Zersh is in the group, that is going to happen. It's simply the inevitability. Speaking of Optic, nope. though, nope. have our feelings on them changed at all, given what we watched over this past weekend? Finishing in second place. Obviously, the expectation is that they're just going to win everything because they, you know, they won Reykjavik and they look like they've continued that form into the stage. They're playing very well throughout the group. Say so the one loss against EG. They finish in second. Also, there's a caveat of the players having uh, several, or like three of the players having COVID and not, you know, that obviously negatively affecting their play. Have our feelings changed in Optic? Has this, has this changed anything for you, Josh? Or is it just, that eh, doesn't matter, they're still favorite. The problem is, I want to say no. Because they had COVID and, you know, it's a, it's a seeding game, etc., etc. But I actually think yes. It has changed something a little bit. And the reason it's changed it a bit is that um, despite Optic being defending champions and looking fantastic all throughout the group stage uh, and having COVID, etc., etc., the actual map strengths are starting to show cracks. For example, their Haven comp that they've been running for ages with a couple of different tweaks. You know, they decided to run a raise at one time and I think they shifted an initiator mm-hmm. at some point as well. They just can't defend against comps like the one that Exet is running here. Mm-hmm. This composition looks amazing on attack, but Exet didn't even let them play on attack. They just won pistol, one bonus. That's it. That's it. That's done. You can't mount any kind of comeback. And it's not like Exet are running something off meta, some crazy counter strat. They are running an extremely good version of the, I don't know, standard meta comp on Haven. I mean, there's like three different meta comps on Haven, but one of them being the triple flash jet comp. And Optics comp just can't deal with it. And it's not just that they had COVID. It's that the game plan doesn't work around stopping sight hits like that. They just can't break the jet away from the others. They can't try and isolate or anchor sights. They, I guess, have to play like full retake most of the time, but they weren't going for it and it didn't look great when they were trying it. So um, I'll throw them a bone. I feel like this is rough. <laughs> and also the Neon Unbind, I really didn't like. And so I feel like they need to be altering still. You know, as a team, if you want to win Masters Copenhagen, you still need to be evolving. You still need to be changing your game plan. Everyone's looking at Optic. And I think I'm slightly concerned they might end up with some off adaptations because. It's not like everything's worked from Optic. This Neon Combine didn't work. When they tried the Neon on Ascent, it wasn't looking great. The Yoro on Ascent worked for one game, didn't really, wasn't replicable. Uh, what else did they try that was a bit dodge? They tried something else that was weird. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, the point being, they're not perfect. And they're going to be coming into a bracket where they have to shift. And it's all about whether they make the right adaptations, I think. And, and they have to go through a whole group stage. It, it really has kind of shifted things a little <laughs> bit for me. <laughs> Oh, Marv waiting for the flash that never came. <laughs> Just staring at the corner of the wall. I, I think you bring up some good points, Josh, but you, I don't know. I, I think the sheer force of will carried them over the finish line to make it to champs against Exit the first time around. And then 
I, I, when I'm watching them play in that finals, I see, I feel like some of the players are like, finally, I can rest. You know what I mean? Like I, I've made champs. We're, we're just resting from this point on. Because I mean, in the interview, they were saying that FNS was coming, and sometimes he was saying during rounds that he couldn't breathe. Yeah, that was in like, the upper finals. This is in the won. upper finals when they were really fucking trying to win because it meant that they'd go to champs. Yeah. And I think after that, you fucking you put your everything into making it to that finals in stage two. It's if, Considering the circumstances, I think it's a bit normal that they would have a bit of a drop-off. That's why I don't care about the form of the players or anything like that. You're talking comps. I'm just talking their strategy You're coming so into it. nerdy. It, but, <laughs> but to me, that's the big thing that you can take away is, are Optics still ahead of the meta? Are they still pushing the meta forwards, right? Like Because they were the team that was doing that. Yeah. yeah. They're not at the they moment. Were. They're, they're trying and well, they're figuring the, out different uh, avenues. That, I think that's kind of a leap to take from just from well, playing the, some different stuff in the final and losing. I mean, that, the that doesn't invalidate that they'd been... They were the best team on Bind in the world. They've now lost Bind back-to-back -back twice. And on the most sure, recent one being but... a weird composition. Their, their map pools looked amazing with the reintrodu reintroduction of Breeze. But I think now you have to ask questions about their Haven that used to be up at the top of the pool as well. You know what I mean? Like, I, a couple of weeks ago, I would have said to you, Optics map pool is insane. I mean, they are clearly yeah, a favorite. Of, that's kind of my point when you're saying that they're no longer the meta leaders. So that, I mean, they, they were the meta leaders like the, the day before the finals and then they were no longer the meta leaders after the final. <laughs> no, I think two, so, two weeks ago before playoffs, yeah. I, would have, I would have said that. But I think I mean, when it, you watch the other regions as well, I just don't think it's... leading the meta up until they just lost the final. Where I, listen... I have not seen, I have seen Neon on Bind, I think maybe like three or four times now. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the team with the Neon lost every game that I've seen with yeah. a Neon on Bind. I, seriously, I don't, I'm pretty sure there, it would be a game that I haven't watched, but of all the games I watched with the Neon on Bind, that team really always Did DRX loses. win with Neon Bind? Because <laughs> DRX with Neon, I mean, they, they, they don't have as crazy competition as every other region. Yeah, but I mean, that, that looked pretty good. They had, ton of neon. they had a fade in there as well, which helped into into like that double stun combo that they were getting. But I, I kind of like agree with with White and with Bren too. Is like if you're looking at, you know, the reintroduction of Breeze and seeing Victor on Jet, it actually looked really damn good. And Victor could still have that consistency that people were maybe trying to say that he didn't have at some point anymore. And then we were, we were really relying on Ye getting those first bloods for the team. But I, I feel that they're in the same and similar boat as, as like an FPX where they have that vision that they have to be the forerunners of being able to test out the meta. But if you're going to try different things and you don't have that many reps to try it out in and the only events or the matches you could try it in are literal quote-unquote CD matches at official tournaments... You have to try it out at some point and you see what works or doesn't work. Energy did the same thing when they were during the regular season, when they realized that Euro didn't work for them on Haven, they went back into what was a little bit more comfortable for them. And we saw a deeper run for energy in that event, uh, in that stage. So I think you're going to have something very similar for optic at this point of being like, okay, cringe comps. We got to come up with something new. We got to figure out what we could use. That's going to be out of left field and see in pro if it works well, if it or broad rather. And if it doesn't work, then I think they could go back to the regular comps. And if it's the regular comps, then it's just ironing out what has been figured out. Like for example, you just mentioned the bind here, Josh, if they've been undefeated, like nine and zero since Iceland, but then finally uh, got beaten by EG, which 
showed like the the reason why they changed the comp and wanted to try something new with the neon that doesn't work what do you fix uh what do you fix now on your binds original comp that didn't work out against eg and prep that for masters two yeah so i think they have I, a lot of time to be able to do that as well and i'm not saying it's impossible for them to do it i'm just saying that they they have they run the risk of yeah. trying different stuff in groups and mm -hmm. you know taking one loss in groups and then they get a harder bracket and it all kind of could snowball a little bit off the back of that. Uh, and again, yeah. I, I want to make it clear, I'm using the, a similar measuring stick here to Fnatic, where I'm talking about mm -hmm. them, are they the favorites to defend again and be the first back-to-back -back Masters winners? That's the measure, yeah. measuring stick that I'm using for Optic because they've looked mm -hmm. so fucking good. Um, we also had a super chat from Patanti that I thought was a really good point, actually, that, that saying even barring COVID, they've always been a stable team. They've never been an unbeatable team. Even when they won Reykjavik, they lost twice. They lost to Zersia. Mm -hmm. They lost to Loud in the upper finals. Like, they've always had, like, a, you know, they've never been, like, a, a perfect yeah. team, but they've been able to win when it mattered in order to get themselves deep into tournaments and go on runs and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I think it's... Their average level is so high, and then when you get, you know, like the game where Vic, when you get the games where Victor is also just getting a kill on every single entry, like he's always finding the first kill, or Ye is having one of those games, that's when you're just in, like, unbeatable territory. But their, mm -hmm. their standard level is very high, but yeah, it is, you know, beatable because the competition is quite excellent at this point and uh, that is the risk they run by losing this game and now being in the group is that i don't think i don't think it's unreasonable that they could get knocked out in the group there is a world where that happens yeah and then immediately it's Reykjavik was a fluke <laughs> i mean which would be stupid but the competition is so high and the way that the groups could line up that is possible I mean, yeah, they could if be the group is like Loud, Zersha, and North Eption or something, like that's, mm -hmm, they could yeah. lose that. And, you know, they, they run the risk of just having to win so many games now to do the repeat. They have to, you know, they have to win two extra games over the teams that are in the playoff bracket. And that's, yeah. that's a lot the, of work. That's a lot of additional work. The good thing about Optic is that whenever they lose, though, they come back with a vengeance and they, they perform very, very well. They learn from their mistakes really, really quickly. So if you're looking at their run for Stage 2 in North America, when they actually lost, it was like the, the only way that they could lose. It's like a BO5 Grand Finals. There's no repeat on that because there's no bracket reset. And I think Loud got into that same scenario where in Masters 1, they looked amazing until the Grand Finals. Unfortunately, they had to face off against Optic, who learned from their mistakes, but... Loud didn't have a chance to learn from their mistakes, and then the loss resulted in just Optic winning the whole event, too. So if you have that opportunity to be able to go through this double elimination bracket, especially now with Optic going into groups, uh, instead of, like, skipping everything and going straight into playoffs, I think you're seeing the same scenario as well for, uh, for Optic. I think they'll be uh, confident and just fine. Uh, They're just setting up the best yeah. repeat Masters victory of all time. Exactly. exactly. The first one the, also, the, but best the best arc. One. The best arc. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna chime in here real quick. I've been browsing Twitter real quick, oh. and it seems like FNS and a few others were still battling COVID on their yeah. second matchup. Oh, definitely. And yeah, it, it seemed like it was worse right. the second time around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I think that plays a huge factor in it. So yeah, yeah. We I mean we, I, we were talking uh, about that. Yeah, I mean just. To take it back to the general thing, yeah, my, my thoughts haven't changed. I still have them at the, the top of the list to make it yeah. 
to possibly win so again. Yeah. Um, I think another thing as well is the, I mean, the last point I'll make on this is just the experience they've had in playoffs is there's a lot of teams at this event with experience playing in these playoffs, but I think the mentality diff is, is definitely there with optic. I think if you listen to the comms piece of their finals in Reykjavik, yeah, like yeah. the guys are just, they, they were cool, calm and collected. Vibing, they were, yeah. these guys, they were, I don't know. It was like a different team. It was yeah. it. A, a completely different team compared to the finals. Um, when they played against mech. Yeah. And they, they just looked scrambled. Yeah. I mean, that's the power of experience right there. Yep. For sure. I want to talk about, the rivals of Optic. And I'm not, and I don't mean Zersha. I don't mean <laughs> Zersha. I'm talking about Loud, which it's funny that when you talk about like the Optic rival, people, I mean, I guess because it's funny that it's Zersha because they yeah. meet in the group stage, but I mean, yeah. it's actually Loud because they played in the, in the upper final. Loud took that and then Optic come through the lower after beating Zeta and then win uh, Reykjavik in 3-0 fashion against Loud. Since then, Loud have gone on to not drop a map in Brazil and not really lose many rounds either. I mean, the winning 13 0s, the closest game they had was when they let Split through, which is their this, ban. This was pretty close as well, the finals. Well, mm. I mean. The finals had some moments where it was close, but yeah. they weren't moments. actually in they danger were just of never losing. In yeah, there was. They could have let Haven run, uh, Fracture run away from them, I guess, but. I mean, in the upper final, they just. They smoked. They smashed, Nip. man. I mean, yeah. they just. Yeah. They've not been in danger except for this is the only map that got <laughs> close, and they don't play the map. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they let it through. <laughs> and they still won. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Loud have just been flattening the competition. They flattening are. Yeah. Since <laughs> Reykjavik. No doubt in my mind that this team is still one of the favorites to, to win Copenhagen. Uh, I'm, there's probably going to be some people trying to pick apart the argument by being like, well, you know, you're disregarding some of the other, re like the one team regions where they are smashing their opponents. The difference is a lot of actually fucking proven it recently at yeah. Reykjavik. Yeah. They've actually, yeah. they went the distance, they went to the finals. They look like a team that can compete with the very best of the best. And uh, yeah, I think even, even at the beginning of Reykjavik, they said like, they were talking about their goals and they, their goals were like champs. The, their, their eyes are set on champions. Yeah. Not even Reykjavik, not Masters 2, not, not any of these global events that are coming beforehand. They're using these as opportunities to have learning moments and improve as a team for the end goal being champions, yeah. which I think is, that's, that's a killer mentality. You don't want to go up against a team like that because the pressure is off their shoulders to a degree. I'm not, I'm not going to say that they can be completely without the responsibility of trying to win, but that's a dangerous team that you're up against. Yeah. That's a team that's focused on... They've got, the, they've got their fucking Twitch stream title as losing equals learning. And they're, they're <laughs> going on a tear. See, my exact feeling on Loud, Josh, is what you had just said about... Uh, they were then Envy when they lost to Gambit at Berlin and they lost 0-3 in the final. Yeah, yeah. But they got the experience and they can come back, you know, next time and with that experience perform better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was kind of a, I feel like it was sort of a similar story to some extent, too, in that at Berlin, Envy were just smoking everyone. And then in the final, Gambit just kind of, you know, had a, a relatively, I'm not going to say an easy victory, but, you know, it was a convincing win. It was a, it was a convincing, was convincing Gambit yeah. win. And they won on their permaban, the yes. same way that Optic the, did yeah, against Loud. The same thing. For, yeah. yeah, I feel like it's the same thing for Loud. And I think you could kind of see it as well, like, I remember Bala making the, the point that I also agree with that was like, you know, at some point, 
at Reykjavik, all of the loud players, and, and crucially the players who had not yet played at an international event, you know, the young players of Glass Auspice, they had their moments where they proved throughout the tournament that they can be god-tier players at LAN. They just did specifically, I think, maybe more so less than Auspice because Auspice was a demon in the finals on yeah, all the was. maps. But I, I think for some of the other guys, you know, maybe getting that experience and finding that high level more consistently through having the experience of now, you know, playing that final and losing, if they can now have the consistency at this event, I think that's one of the keys. I mean, also since then, you know, they were one of the first teams to really integrate the fade. Saucy has been playing a whole lot of the fade. And I also kind of feel that there's, there's a similar situation with uh, Saucy for sure and now Pancata where like both of them online haven't really had to do much. They're yeah. just, yeah. they're great support they're players and they're just supporting and they haven't really had to do much even though, you know, they still have their moments of like, yeah, they still have crazy individual skill, but they haven't had to have huge impact in regards to their ability to, to frag because... You have Les playing a lot more Chamber now, and you have Auspice playing exactly. a bit more Chamber. And so that has provided both of them with map opportunities to just be in carry mode. And Something that Loud were a bit behind the meta on. Uh, yeah, they weren't playing a lot of, yeah, they weren't playing a lot of Chamber there either. And uh, Les was Cypher playing a lot still. back. Yeah, and, and, and Sadok has also kind of been in God form on, <laughs> on the Initiator, like his Sky and K and stuff. So, yeah. I still think I think Loud have a. I think they have a great chance to win. They're up there at the very top with you know the 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 S tier teams still. Um, does anyone feel differently, similarly? What are you thinking, Josh? After watching Loud and beating Nip, I mean they. Uh, my concern with Loud only comes down to what the map pool looks like against uh, truly top tier international competition. Because the problem is with these teams, but with both Loud and DRX, neither of them have dropped a map on the entire way, and yeah. they've played every map. So it looks like they have a perfect, unbelievable map pool. They can play everything. And we thought that sucked to some degree heading into Reykjavik 2, and then it turned out that Loud actually only managed to get wins on three of the maps out of their entire yeah. pool at Reykjavik. They still made it all the way to the Grand Finals by winning very consistently on Ascent, Icebox, and Breeze, I think it was. And their bind still looked all right, but they weren't able to, you know, get over the line against the best teams in the world. So that, that to me is the big question for Loud, is which of their maps are elite and which of their maps are good? Um, because when I'm watching the Fracture improvements, for example, they look so much better on Fracture. They were pretty shit yep. on that map before, and they were still yep. able to win a lot of the time in Brazil. But now they've added less on Chamber, and they're playing a very Chamber. meta comp, and they understand how it works. I'm still not sure it's going to be able to beat the best teams in the world on Fracture. People like Fnatics and Paper Rexes and Optic and stuff like that. But that to me is a big question. Is mm. Are the improvements that Loud has made to their map pool enough to win those maps against the other best teams in the world? Because that, I think, is going to push them over the line. If they, if they can replicate the all-roundedness that they've shown in Brazil, but against everyone, then that's just insane. They're going to go on a run and they're going to be able to win. Um, yeah. but it's hard to tell which maps they are dominant on because they're just dominant in Brazil right now. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you compare them to like Optic who have worked Breeze into their pool and then if they go against Loud, you're going to assume Loud will just ban Split and then yes. theoretically you're getting three maps that Optic are okay with. You know, because I'm, I'm, you know, the, 
there's a good chance Loud are going to play against Fnatic. I'm just expecting these teams to be all deep in the bracket. If I they play against teams... Fnatic in a BO3, Loud are crazy on Icebox. I think they're one of the teams that could, one of the couple teams that could beat Fnatic on it. But you still don't want to play Fnatic on yeah. Icebox. They just don't lose on that map. Yeah. Um, so you still don't want to have to do it, and they're going to have to, you know? None of the they top teams... They could beat them on it. They're good on it, but the, yeah, Fnatic but are amazing on the map. None of the other title contenders at Copenhagen have split as their go-to map. So Loud are never yeah. banning the best map for their opponents. Right. They're always going to be banning a middle pool for their opponents, and, and that's why I'm bringing up the map pool so heavily is because... I feel like that could be uh, the thing that ends up holding them back from the trophy or from making, you know, the finals appearance yeah. well, again. <laughs> well, oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of champs. Never mind. Yeah, that's yeah. LCQ gonna... and champs. It, it goes to Pearl. Is it right. LCQ? I don't think so. Oh, is it after LCQ? No, no, I think it's after I think LCQ. It's just champs. Either yeah, way, the playing split here. And yeah, I, I, I agree with your point, Josh. I think that might... Uh, that might end up being the thing if, if they're not able to win, if they finish in, in second again or, or third. It might end up being maps um yeah. that, that might end up being the problem yeah, which which is I, mad because they have a hundred percent win rate on all of the maps yeah i mean it, it, yeah, <laughs> it is it is quite ridiculous but yeah it, it is just a situation where Deceiving. you're right though the other teams uh you're, you're if they're banning split that's just not even a map that the other teams are like Except, to except play. is yeah. the only except, team sure are yeah. they title contenders though i mean against uh, they could be but against all of the other you know teams that we've got in the s tier a split band doesn't do too much. Right. I yeah. I still think that Lao has a good chance, though, because this is a current meta that fits this team quite well. I think when, when you're looking at Sussy and Sadak, when they were talking about their first time at Masters in, in 2021, they're like, yeah, we don't really want to play an Astra. Try, try to keep an Omen and try to feel things out and play our own style. But now, as you're looking at the group stages for... Uh, stage two in Brazil, there's been a lot more of that meta integration that you're talking about, Josh, right? So when you're looking at less not having to play a Cypher, going to play a Chamber on Fracture, he's getting some good numbers out of it. Rays gets a lot of value in this meta right now, but I think what one thing that's super important too with Pancata not having to play an Astra and could play a, a Brimstone very well, it's the also also sorry the integration of Fade that Sassi does. So Sassi uh, bringing in that that. Uh, that that fade is going to help into the rest of the players that are super comfortable on these roles that they are uh, always playing uh, and, and not having to be playing a, an agent that's out of their comfort zone. So I think now that you're going to be able to play that level of comfort and already have the, the fragging ability that you currently have in your region, I think it can look very, very strong when you already had a deep run in Masters 1 for this team. The only one, uh, the uh, yeah, and I think it's just going to look pretty good. I mean... Aspas now has this experience from like that stage one going into this one too, and uh, man, this is this is gonna be super fun to watch Loud uh, move forward. They've got a root for NIP. I mean, it would be it would be a really <laughs> yeah. annoying if they ended up in a group stage with Optic again as well. So I mean, fucking yeah. NIP need to win that yeah, game, please. NIP, <laughs> NIP, please. Um, all right, I'm excited for this one because I think we have. Very mm. different opinions. There's a, there's a here. Oh, relevant do, we, super we chat. A relevant well, super chat. I yeah. love relevant super chats. All Nehru sent in uh, three buck ninety three and said, "What do you think about Zeta losing and Northeption going to Copenhagen? Despite Zeta has a lot of point. I am not going to watch Championship because Zeta lost. First of all, <laughs> this is that's so, so sad. sad. Very that's sad. Very this sad. Is so sad. Zeta looked pretty awesome. I was. I was on the Zeta hype train. I mean, I still am on the yeah. Zeta hype train. Um, yeah. But North Eption, 
They managed to beat Zeta in the final, the match that mattered most on the stage in front of a crowd of what could have been two million. There were so many people there. <laughs> and they managed to beat them in quite convincing fashion after losing uh, the, the first time in the bracket. Yeah. And first of all, North Epson are so fucking fun to watch. <laughs> they, they are one of the most fun teams to watch. I, 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 that, that was, of all the games I watched this weekend, that was the one I enjoyed the most. They are just 24-7 <laughs> running around. I mean, they are just playing with ultra whimsy, ultra speed. Sometimes... On some maps, I think, to much. their detriment at times. <laughs> specifically, <laughs> a little bit too much. Specifically, the first one I, on, on, on Icebox. Icebox. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, yeah. But um, that was, isn't Icebox their permaban? I think it. Uh, maybe, but. I think it is. That's the reason why they were just, playing like maniacs. I mean, they were just hitting. It was, they hit A nine times with a fast hit on Icebox. Yeah. yeah. They were just straight running it. Um, Josh, I, how I, do you feel about North Eption? Um, well. Uh, start just talking about Icebox to begin with. That's Northeption's permaban, which is why they were approaching it with so much outrageous whimsy, I think. Yeah. Okay. And it was the perfect style for it, in my opinion. They, they play without a Sage, they play Jet KO, and they're pushing you all the time, which is exactly how you need to play a Sageless Jet KO comp on Icebox. I, I think they played to their win conditions, they played really aggressively, they forced duels, and they beat the piss out of Zeta Division. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, that I was really yeah. impressed by, especially on their permaban map. Yeah. Um, but when I watched North Eption this week, I made sure to also watch the upper final where they lost to Zeta 0-2. And it's clouded my opinion of North Eption a little. But, so, but, but there's so much to unpack there, because in the upper final, it was their first time playing in front of the live crowd. And there right. were... It was half capacity, but that's still 12,000 people for the first yeah. time playing in front of a live crowd. I mean, they were playing in front of 12,000 people, and Wyatt, I've never seen such awful Valorant gameplay in my life. <laughs> they hard, unbelievably Omega choked. I'm talking, I'm talking worse than the Japanese games we were watching a year ago. Like, choke, choke. Like, a minute on the clock going over the fracture rope, just silently dying like outrageous stuff but i don't think that's normal for north eption i think that was just they the got crowd. completely rattled by the live crowd and shit the bed so mm. when i watched the finals again they just played with so much more confidence they, yeah that's they, what i mean they turned it around no they did they turned it around they absolutely did. i feel like that's promising I that mean, is promising and they have the live crowd experience now as well in that final yeah. i mean incredible the way confidence. they were playing the speed the their willingness to take fights but their it wasn't just like the willingness of individuals to take fights the the trades were just fast and furious they were just relentlessly fighting zeta they just never yeah. gave them a second to breathe they were yeah. just on them constantly like See, this is one of the they won uh the this crucial eco round on defense here on icebox i mean meteor is just playing this cheeky position with the shorty gets up close but the way that they're just uh you're like zinfri is just insta swinging from rafters he had uh the ko jojo behind him and they're just swinging in they're just fighting finding the picks it, this is just the story of like every round of play like yeah. you just they never gave zeta a break they were just yeah. on them constantly and I, the, the the individual skill is crazy high I, I was pretty blown away by how they were playing under those circumstances in the finals where they yeah, yeah. you have the the huge crowd 
tons of pressure. You got one spot for Copenhagen, and they were playing with crazy, crazy confidence at, I, at that I think, point. It I was, think it helped that they were playing their permaban to begin with. Because they were so frozen up and scared and making yeah. awful mistakes in the upper final. They come into the grand final. They've already lost once and they're playing on their permaban to begin. You just have to send Dude, it. Look at the stuff that they're doing. Like they're going out drop yeah. with like the neon. They th throws the brim, throws down the stimmy. Like and yeah. The whole team is just four of them running through fracture spawn. I, I mean... Depp's just like, dude, what the fuck? There's like four of them chasing. We should, start, running. we should start doing that. We should start I mean, doing that. But they also <laughs> they are they, they started attack side on this fracture, <laughs> and in the north, in the uh, sorry, in the upper bracket finals, they started on the defense side as well. And they in a, in the combined fracture games that they played, they went something like four and eleven on their defense side, and their attacks still look good in the upper final, even when their defense looked shaky. So mm. I. I, I think they look incredibly good at attack side fracture. But when when I'm contrasting it to how so Paper X play a very similar style, the double duelist, raise, neon. Yeah. Um it's only the difference is only in the controller. But Paper X are god tier at the defense. I mean, like mm. seriously, god tier. Whereas Northeption looked very flat on their defense side. So when, the games that I've watched of Northeption, I'm not convinced yet because their win was one on their permaban that they're not going to be playing again, particularly unless they flesh out Icebox again, and two was on Fracture where I've seen one of their sides be really, really poor. So I, I and on Haven they got smoked, but that's mostly because Zeta Division Zeta's are Haven ultra god tier is on so Haven. Good. Yeah, I mean Zeta Division are like world class mm -hmm. on Haven. Yeah, um, but I, I came away from this. Their ascent was also pretty successful with a very unusual composition playing Chamber Killjoy. They've got enough weird stuff to catch teams off guard. Not sure they have enough good stuff to go on a deep run because yeah. I don't know how deep their map pool looks. I don't know whether they're going to be able to win on Fracture if their defense looks terrible. Mm. I don't know how that weird ascent comp is actually going to work um, on, the, on the big stage. See, I, I, I'm not sure about here. this team. This piss around here for North Eshin is actually quite cool because they're the type of team as just like Icebox are able to just send it down. So like getting this person on mid, breaking the alarm bot, and then pulling the rotation off Garden. So they push towards tree. Now you cut two different types of fights. Everybody's swinging on 1v1s and then you're crunching into back spawn from yeah. mid and from Garden. Like those are the type of things that even it's if superb. it looks whimsical of like you have to be five players to send it into Icebox, I still think that was calculated because oh, I was, feel yeah. that... Yeah, because the, the, the composition for Zeta Division, I kind of feel like they outplay themselves too, playing double initiator with no no flashes. That's, uh, for me, how they had a hard time getting more attacker rounds uh, on Icebox. But when you're going to have to send it in uh, against the five players on North Eption, one timeout that they had, which was like, let's just start stage walling and, and, and throw slow orbs into the A site when you're getting hit by a KO knife and then have those players just filter in through the other side of the wall. That's where you started to see some, uh, some good fights from Zeta Division and coming back into the game. That map on Ascent, there was a great start from Rotation on the attack, but it still finished on a 5-7-5 on the half because after a timeout, they're like, well, they're only getting early mid control, but not really using the mid into... Uh, uh, like really effectively, they're they're fighting more towards the extremities, and then Zeta Division for five rounds in a row just started working towards mid and pushing into mid and running it down against Northeption, and then Northeption was actually not getting an answer out of that. So if teams are trying to figure out like if we have to play as fast and aggressive as they are, 
I think that North Epson is just going to get, uh, they're just going to fumble the bag. So again, playing a team against like, like Paper X, for example, if Jing and Forsaken are going to run it against you the way that they do uh, when we're going to talk about it later, I don't think that North Epson has a chance to be able to fight back uh, in the same way. I love that they've beaten Zeta Division. I love that they've gotten the hype because even in the stage one qualifiers, it was a whole different roster, but they still had a deep run with that with with that previous roster. So the scouting and the coaching from Bale uh, shows that they're 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 doing a good job to implement a system that could show some great success for North Epson in the long run. But at least for now, it's like okay, the the pressure of the crowd that's not going to happen during during Masters. That's great. But I still don't think that in the in the mid round or like the mid game of the series, they have a chance to really hold it down and close off a series against. Them. Two things. Okay. The bar is set where Zeta put it, rather than expecting that from the reception. I think. Sure. So you mean that's than, an unfair expectation? Yeah. I'd, rather than expecting mm -hmm. the reception to have to repeat what Zeta did, I think that's where the bar should be set. And if they reach that, then fuck me, that's incredible. You know what Amazing, I mean? Amazing. Yeah. Compared yeah. to whatever, but. They need to keep the confidence up that they showed in the finals. They've got the crowd experience, which really should work for them. They need to make the improvements that Zeta Division made over the course of, of Reykjavik. They kind of, you know, they lost. There's a lot of teams that are that precipice. I'm thinking like, uh, for example, Vivo Key that champs. Some teams that show promise, they lose. They, they either fucking bounce back and they'll go on a run or they will crumble. And sure. um, Zeta didn't choose to crumble. Zeta bounced back and went on an absolute tear. Yeah. Northception, I think, need to keep up a kind of similar um, mentality, I guess. Which they uh, did in this bracket through. as well. Yeah, they did. They yeah. got punched yeah. in the mouth and they came back. They went fucking crazy. So yeah. th this bodes well, I think, for them to be able to do that. But also, one of the biggest strengths for them is that confidence. And also, the, the biggest weapon they're going to have coming into this is also teams maybe underestimating them to a degree as well. And if they can cook yep. up some, some of those fancy pistol rounds like we just saw on Ascent, if they can shore up their fractures so that their defense side looks better, this is a team that could do some serious damage. I think the pistol round strats in particular can be a massive boon. There aren't many teams that have structured pistol rounds to the same degree as North Epson. It was a, a clear strength yep. to me when I was watching the team. And I think yep. that's the kind of... That's the kind of stuff where you can put in the prep work and immediately start seeing results mm -hmm. against even the best teams in the world. Yeah. Uh, and it just makes the rounds, it makes the half so much easier. It does, it does. I, but, but there's such a lot. Yeah. I love that they've got the crowd experience. It's such a long road to get to the crowd, man. They have to make top four before they even get to benefit from the crowd experience that they've got yeah. under yeah. their belt. And yeah. it's well, yeah, such a I long suppose, road to get there. I mean, there. the other side of the coin is just that, you know, they, they have played at a higher, in a higher stake in environment or than a more pre a higher pressure environment than the group. So that should theoretically not be his that's how that's uh, how the garden eg did so well playing at the boy. complexity facility and then enabling the fake crowd and then it just had three <laughs> runs during the stages yeah um i have extreme north option hopium i i think that if if they play at the at the quality that they did in that final i think they can go as far as zeta um really I, you I think believe, they can make yes. top three yeah so you think, I think that yeah wow. so I think there's, the player there's fanatic i think optic, the gate the paper x loud you, they're going to beat one of those teams and get... Yep. They're going to beat two of those teams and get into third place. There's only going to be even, two teams above them. Even North Epson uh, versus Exit, you'd probably, you, you could probably take North Epson over Exit? Yeah. North Epson would have to be above Exit. If they're doing what I saw in the final, I have... Ex yeah, I, I'm, 
I think they can do as well as Zeta did at, at Reykjavik. I think they can do, I think they can finish in the same spot. The, the player quality, the game style, the teamwork. The I'm, I'm, I'm on the North Epson train. I'm not turning anything upside down this time. <laughs> but, but, um, I'm, okay. uh, That's I'm, fine. I, I'm doubting. I'm, I'm, I don't think they're going to make it out of groups. You don't think they're going to make it out of groups? I think if they get an unfortunate group, that's just all, Listen, that, it depends on the, obviously it depends on the group, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but so we shall see. But. The easiest group that they could get would have Guild, Zersha, NIP, something like that. I mean, I would, I would expect them to be able to, you know, I don't make even, it. Is that even a bit. possibility as a group to have like three second place teams? Are they, are they, are they hat pulling? Possible? Are they hat pulling that shit? Like they, they, they do. Lord, I, I don't then, think yeah. they're seeded particularly because the first seeds just make it oh, through yeah. to the bracket. So isn't everyone just kind of in a lump in the groups? Honestly, I don't know, I no but Lord I'm expecting, knows. I'm expecting there could be a massive difference between the easiest group you could get and the hardest group you could get. I'm probably not exactly right with what that group could look like, but yeah. there's certainly a world where they get a very easy group and they're expected to go out of it. But I think an average level group, I think the competition's just too that, good this time. I don't know. I think, I think the competition's think a there, lot better than Reykjavik. I think there are a lot of teams that they could just flatten if they go up against them. With Again, if they play how they played in that final against Zeta, I think there are a lot of teams at this event that they can completely flatten. And if they go up against some of those, I think they could make it quite, uh, quite far. And I think that they have extreme... I don't even know if it's upset potential. Because I think Zeta are a sick team, and I was really mm -hmm. impressed with Zeta throughout the uh, uh, throughout the, the their bracket run. And do you, do the you fact think that North they beat Epson, them in that fashion? I think is pretty pretty damn impressive. Do you think over the course of the whole bracket, Northeption was a better team than Zeta? Over the course of the whole bracket, yeah, because that's probably, the question I'm struggling with. Is probably that, no. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that whether does they that were. matter if that does that matter if their form is hotter than Zeta at the end of it. They have the crowd experience. They don't have the nerves, and they can play in that hot in the form. Yeah, if there, they can play right? in that I mean, form, it doesn't matter. That's my big thing. If yeah. they're playing in that form, there, there are. If they go against a team that even has one percent of a nervousness, yeah, they are going to flatten them with their game style. I mean, the way again, just the the relentless aggression. The, the, this, it was, it's not even like a, I mean, it is a, it was an aggressive style they were playing, but it was to the extent that like the, the Zeta players are just constantly, they're, they're just getting fought from different angles constantly. They're always getting swung on. You just never have, you don't, it's like you don't even feel safe to, to like, Sugar Zero is never going to want to go into astral form again, okay? <laughs> because every time there's just someone ready to kill him. I mean, they, they are just, yeah. The, the, the pace they play at is just pretty mental. Um, speaking of pace that they play at being mental, let's talk about Paper X because, I mean, these are yeah. like, I think, probably the two most, uh, two of the most entertaining teams to watch right now if in North their Epson game style. If North did a line, um, they'd be Paper X. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Paper X are just bananas. It's, yep. it's the, uh, you know, on, on the surface, you just, you get the Forsaken and Jing show. Forsaken's going to play Yoru. He's going to play Jet. Jing is going to play Rays. He's satcheling everywhere. They're doing crazy... They're getting crazy kills, uh, you know, left, right, and center. They're just 
storming through the bracket. They crushed Zersha in the grand final for the first seed, 3-0. Paper X look like they're just in... They are also just in a, in a hot form right now. Josh, I know you love them. Oh, I'm, I'm off the goop. I'm <laughs> okay. utterly just sunk in goop. They, I put Forsaken... We're, do, we're doing a top 20 list later on. Yep. I put Forsaken and Jing very high. I watched more Paper X, and I thought, oh, fuck, I've underrated them. Mm. And they are really high on my list. And I don't stand by my list, by the way. <laughs> it's shit. But yeah. I got the feeling watching... I actually had to go back and watch Paper X lose at Reykjavik to get a dose of reality. I watched the Paper X VODs <laughs> recently, and I was like, holy fuck, they're winning Copenhagen. And I thought to okay. myself, no, well, take a moment, hold on. go back and watch how they lost. And I watched the map where they lost... Uh, I watched their bind loss to... Um, to DRX, and Paper X are a lot better than they were back then. They're a lot better than they were back then, but crucially, DRX were really good at winning duels when Jing and Forsaken take unfavorable fights. No one in APAC can do that. Yeah. They just, no one in APAC can kill Forsaken and Jing when they no, run I mean, there, there are they players, they, you know, you see constantly there are moments where, like, a, a defending player or who, it doesn't even matter. They're just, they're holding the angle. You, uh... The crosshair is placed and they're ready for them to swing and Forsaken will swing. I think swing it's Brent's just... turn to talk. Can you, yeah, can you pull up the Jing <laughs> I'm trying to talk, but it's just been a two man. Uh, I just love This him. guy fucking gushing over paper. Yep. I just love him. The Jing TikTok <laughs> clip that I pulled. There's a TikTok clip? Yeah. Is it actually on Jing? TikTok? No. Oh. <laughs> the TikTok play where I think the perfect example of, of just Paper X doing doing shit and getting away with it. Look at what Jing oh, does here. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. is this? He walls the break. He just pushes. He just pushes over his own wall. And look at how fucking petrified Scary is. Scary is like backpedaling. <laughs> but also, backpedaling desperately. Also, they try and react by pushing B. And Jing gets the next kill on the people reacting pushing B. He runs yeah. all the way it's back. Insane. And he's ready to pick them up it's as insane. they react. Zersha are like, go, go, go. They're behind us. Let's commit to the fight. And they wall up. Jing's there. Gets the other kill. <laughs> it's it's that's just for insanity. a slow or haunt to fucking sage wall up to get that kill, and they're they were just not letting it. There was a there was a possibility that there's people towards a main, and he just gets shot in the back. But they don't care. They're just holding that W, and he gets that frag, and that's been PRX the whole time in that series against Zersha. Really fucking insane. When I was playing uh, rank with like the the APAC casters, they had this term called no charity. So every time you win or lose, you just force up and keep holding W. And that's just the mentality of APAC out there. They just can't stop fucking holding W and fragging out. It's fucking insane. It works somehow against that team or against those teams. And I still feel that despite how whimsy this is, this will still work against Masters teams. It definitely will still. Work. I think uh, the they, question is, can they smoke right. other masters? Can teams, they place uh, Brent? Can they place higher than fourth? That is where they placed previously. Can they place higher than fourth? Where I'm just, sorry. Where's this doubt coming from? From Josh? What? So no, no, no. I'm I'm so on board with them that I have to give myself a reality check because otherwise I'm going <laughs> to tell you they're winning. I I'm going to tell you they're winning if all I did was watch the APAC vods. But I have to keep reminding myself that when they go up against the best teams in the world, right? When they went up against DRX, when they went up against Zeta, you are able on some maps to hold for them and win duels against them, and okay, then they what are trade you out do unfavorably. Does this? What, sorry? what are you going to do when Forsaken does this? <laughs> what are you going to do when Forsaken does this? Look at this. The, jiggle peak, <laughs> the Vi Jiggle Peaking is well, trying to bait the op shot because they know there's an opper there. Yeah. Fucking 2v4. 
But Forsaken's already got one kill earlier. The round is essentially almost lost. Yeah, what I'm yeah. not going to do Forsaken is... Forsaken fucking sprays down two, pulls out the blade storm, <laughs> runs through his own cloud burst. He's on 23 health, whacks his head on the fucking roof, gets a concussion, still kills somebody with knives, and then just fucking ints into the backline. What are you going to do when Forsaken aces? What I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to open the door and run at Forsaken door with two of my players. No, it wasn't. They opened the door and they tried to re-clear halls. <laughs> Would they watch the replay afterwards? They open the door and the people no. running into halls and Forsaken just finds the time in his place. No, they two did of them the, down. They did the cipher cam door break <laughs> bug. It was over. But, they, but the you I, I, yeah, they I were really playing like this with confidence at Reykjavik. But no, no, they're better than they were at Reykjavik. Exactly. I know. Exactly. I know, That's yeah. a fucking point. This team, yeah. they have got all the makings. They're still playing the fucking crazy Euro shit that they did on Bind to they throw teams better. off. They look even better on that. And yeah, they still have the fucking like firepower of Jing and Forsaken. I, yeah. This team is... They are they are on a, set on a path right now of pure fucking destruction. They are salting the fields that are before them. <laughs> they are going fucking <laughs> wild. They're, there's an opportunity for them to grasp this. And do you know how I was saying earlier how Northception, they need to uh, they need to play with that confidence that they had in the Grand Finals, and they still need to make improvements. They still need to do all that. Paperworks, we already know that they're going to not step off the gas. We know yeah, they're not going yeah. to lose their footing as they're running over teams in the fucking whatever. The, where, do, yeah. they, do they skip groups? Yes. Yeah. It's when not it, to do with form when it comes to Paperworks. <laughs> you just know their average level is unreal. Is, is unreal. Right. And so, the question is, can other teams keep up with it? I, I think it... <sighs> do you think the top teams in Copenhagen can keep up with the pace that they bring sometimes. I think if you try to outpace them, you will lose. I think the only way you beat them is by catching the aggression. I think that's what DRX did. That's what Zeta Division did as well. You can't out-tempo this team. You haven't practiced playing at this tempo. You will lose. Yeah, they were forced in the fires of fucking Southeast Asia. You ain't ain't beating them. (laughs) I think if PaperX had played against Optic at Reykjavik, it would have been a very hard matchup stylistically for Optic. I think... um, I think in that lower bracket final, Optic got a better matchup playing against Zeta, even though Zeta beat Paper Rex, than had they played against this crazy team because Optic actually like playing high tempo. They, they'll happily match it. And I think that's a trap to... to uh, that but not into. at 120%. Thankfully, they had the experience by playing a, 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 a team that's similar, I guess, in, in a sense with Zersha, if they're already competing with that experience from that region for... for if it's uh, yeah, like an they Optic lost Zersha in groups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you have that experience to potentially be ready for PRX. But the thing is, is like we, uh, I, I know we come in a lot on PRX of being hyper aggressive, but there's some crazy shit that it even do, like just slowing down the pace on other shit. <laughs> well, the first one is uh, on Icebox, there's even like Jing Sage Walling uh, Forsaken on a double updraft with Bladestorm on mid. So they don't hold W, but they just do the wackiest stuff, like TikTok yeah. shit, to be able to get first bloods. But then you have other rounds where uh, it's Devi with an op on chamber, then Forsaken with an op on jet, and they're double opping in long B of green, where Forsaken's playing in the cubby. So where you dash, you dash back out in the open if you're getting pushed in while Devi is opping from yellow. So just that type of stuff. Slowly the town to tempo, but still playing like some weird funky angles and, and crossfire setups that will really, if you're not ready to play this type of team, like if you're interviewing a lot of these teams right now that are outside of these regions, if you're going to talk to the exits, you're going to talk to the Fnatic, they're all going to say, we haven't really watched any other region right now because we're too busy playing against our own region. Yeah. Now you have one week, one week and a half to watch as many bots as you can and and boot camp to be ready for this type of play style but yeah. it's still not going to be the same thing as studying it and seeing an application in the game so it's it's going to be a, a good thing for paper x to be outside our group already 
that when they're going to face off against the first team that makes it a group against them, they have a great chance to already make it to like a top six and a top four. But yeah. to get back to the question, can they make higher than, than four seed? I think so, especially with what what I've seen against this um, this Zercia team. They are definitely an upgraded team from the whimsiness that they had that they were already good at at Masters 1. I think you, I'm thinking about teams that can beat Paper X. I, I think Fnatic have a decent chance of beating Paper X. I think Loud have a decent chance of beating Paper X. Optic love playing similar fast-paced comps. I think it's a bad stylistic matchup. I think Optic can beat them. But I think it's a worse matchup than Fnatic or Loud. And once you start getting outside of the elite, elite teams, boy, oh boy, it, you start to think Paper X are... Boy, oh boy. Very favored. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get a bit too easy I mean, there? Well, I mean, genuinely, though, when you look at the rest of the teams, I mean, they're not, I don't think they're going to beat Guild. Or, I mean, rather, I don't think Guild are going to beat them. I don't think FPX are going to beat I them. Think Exet's a, I don't think Exet are going to beat them. It'd be a I don't, tough game for Exet. I don't think NIP or Crew could. I don't think Leviathan can. I think they're. DRX? DRX have beaten no, them in the past. No, 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 but but PaperX have gotten dude, better, I, and I don't think dude, DRX, DRX have gotten that much better. Just bedge. Paper Rex are going to beat DRX this time. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think you're really only looking at the elite. I think, I think, I think they FPX look like they're get lost in the silliness the, yeah, and lose the, to them. Also, if they have subs, I mean, they're just not going to have the coordination yeah. to deal with what they're doing. I, mean, I think Paper Rex are currently the best set play team in the world. They have the most interesting, deepest strap book of set plays. Yeah. And mm -hmm. also, they're trading for each other. Like, Oh, everyone, every time you watch this team, you're always going to be thinking about Jing and Forsaken. But Mindfreak, Devai, and Benkai, Benkai in particular, but also the other two, they're so tight behind them, working off all the space that they're given and very good at setting them up with utility. This team is just really disciplined and fundamentally good compared to where they were at at Reykjavik. So gonna... At Reykjavik, it was like silly Jing Forsaken yeah. hours, but they are so... Tight. I'm going to ask a tougher question then. Do they have a date with the finals? I'm hmm. telling you, I have to struggle to not predict them to win. I have yeah. to keep reminding well, just myself. Do it. Just, just do it, Josh. <laughs> do it. But the thing is, say it. Here's, here's, a, say here's what's going to happen. If I say to you, Paper X are the favorites to win, they're going to go that... into one of these upper bracket games where they play against Durka and Alpha, yeah? And Durka and Alpha, yeah, are going to kill Forsaken and Jing every time. D Jing and Forsaken are going to have 92 first deaths in the series. <laughs> and people yeah. are going to say, you're a fucking lunatic. Why did you bred them? They play like maniacs. Of course the more reasonable style is going to win out. And I'm going to say, you fucking beg motherfuckers. Okay, you so, don't appreciate. I don't so, know. couldn't I, they make the final and lose to Fnatic in the final then? Yes. Do you think that's possible? I think Paper X could make the final. I think they okay. are in the S tier, but they have such a unique style that it's not about being better than them, it's about countering their style. So you, they can lose to teams that are worse than them mm -hmm. if they figure out the counter. They can, beat team, they can beat any team in the Good tournament. Luck. Yeah, dude, I mean, uh, even there if is you, no counter even on Fracture. Even if you figure out the counter, if you're a worse team, that probably means you're less individually skilled and you might just still get flanned. Yeah. But I'm thinking about, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think DRX Man. and Zeta were on a similar tier to, to Paper X at Reykjavik. <laughs> um, and they both managed to beat them because they matched up well against them. The, Even though Paper X ended up finishing further than DRX. The, the only thing that, that, that 
puts a doubt for me is also, or maybe one of the things that puts a doubt into me is to looking at the type of meta right now, right? Again, we we praise the the ability combo and utility that you could have from like a fade and a raise and for example, an Astra into the meta two and Sage. And this is not a lot of compositions that their opposition was really using against them for Paper X. And one thing that we've noticed, or at least that I've noticed when we're watching North America is the abilities to, to play retake sites. So yes, uh, sorry, Paper X is really good on defense to just run it down and play it against you. But if you're playing a little bit more further back or understand the timings of these pushes, and you're going to have to play Paper X when they're on the attack and you just play the retake, Will it be good enough to play against Paper X? I, I think so as well. What What is the situation too when Paper X actually runs it down on defense, but it's like a five versus three or four versus three and the other players still have good ability on pulse plants? Will it still be good enough for Paper X to actually play uh, a diffuse? I don't think they have many opportunities to play uh, you know, pulse plants right now with just the way that they're currently playing. They also haven't played against good teams that play <coughs> raise fade very much. I That's mean, it. most of the teams That's that they it. play against, the APAC teams, like, I mean, the two... Other teams that made it deep, Xertia and Team Secret, play a lot of uh, jet compositions. Also, a lot of kind of cap compositions. Like Xertia's Fracture Comp was not particularly meta and wasn't great at dealing with them. Team Secret are playing some dodgy comps where they're playing uh, like very old meta comps, you know, that like not yeah. leaning into any utility that I mean, can actually this stop icebox them. game looks like it could be from last year yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, so, seriously I, just, I, I think they've got the they, oldest paper comps. x still have a serious challenge of can their aggressive style work against very like Meta. raise fade chamber heavy teams the chamber can grab a kill on forsaken and jing and get out and there's no trade potential there raise fade is going to be seizing you and haunting you and nading you there are counters within the meta right now to how paper x play but you're still going to have to be really good. And I'm, that's why I'm looking at teams like Fnatic, like uh, Loud, like DRX, and those teams mm. that are leaning heavily into Raze and Fade and Chamber to counter Paper X and stop them winning. Do Leviathan have a chance? They have finally beaten Crew, the, the long-running LATAM rivalry that Crew was always number one. They were always ahead of them. And always qualifying for the events. I mean, Crew qualified for the most international events, I think, more than any other team. Um, if they qualify for this event, they will have never missed an international event. Right. If they miss this one, they're tied with, like, Fnatic, Optic, DRX, etc., with four right. out of five. So, they're gonna, Crew are still they're going to be in that uh, LATAM BR final qualifier match, but... This has been just the long-running match for Latam. And, and Crew, obviously, they had, like, they had one of the coolest stories in uh, Champs at the, the end of, of last year. And then they kind of just fizzled out in, in early 2022. At Reykjavik, they just went O2 and kind of silently exited the tournament. They didn't look good. In just, yeah, not, not great fashion. How are we feeling about <laughs> Leviathan, though? Is there reinstilled hope for LATAM, Josh. Yes, there is a little bit. I think uh, Takolisha, the chamber player, who was previously their jet player, is a genuine talent yeah. that you should be yeah, respecting on the same level of some of these other like top-tier players. Um, I think they've also got some decent meta ideas. I think they're a pretty uh, decent team overall. I think... The 
they've got they've got more of a chance than Crew did when they played at Reykjavik. They've actually kind of looked like a better team than Crew for a while, but they've always stumbled when it came to the big games against them. They they've like fumbled, thrown some leads. They've had a choking problem, I think. Um, I think Ona's done an incredible job with this team. I think you know don't take public health advice from him, but. He's an insanely good coach. He just is. He's now done it with two separate rosters, taking them all the way through to become the best team in the region and represent the Masters. And someone ran the, the numbers after his timeouts. When Ona takes a timeout, they win like 80% of the rounds afterwards. Jesus. And they've averaged, I can't even remember what the numbers were off the top of my head, but it's like they, they tend to go on consecutive round wins every time he takes a timeout as well, which I think is mostly like small i'm sure it's strategic adjustments but he's like a very mental sided coach as well which i think is extremely beneficial yeah. to these kind of teams i uh, think leviathan are firmly an upset taco? team what's well, right how did you pronounce taco taco Licia. apparently it's like yeah, Alicia because it's like argentinian chilean a chilean pronunciation i thought it was taco and the casters were saying taco and apparently double l is a sure sound in like yeah uh, uh, some places an in SHZ South America. or something like that. Yeah. So okay. I think it's Takalisha. Entertainment yeah. podcast. We're learning. <laughs> Becoming cultured. I think uh, I think Leviathan are an upset team. They can they shouldn't be really expected to make it out of groups though, because the group stage is gonna be so hard. But they could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think they like could. A, a capital C is 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 legit. But I, it's still going to be very difficult. I, I actually molded a bit watching Leviathan play against Crew, uh, and we were mentioning it before before going live. But for example, Piss Around, they have a perfect execution on C site, and then Leviathan is playing Pulse Plant, and they're playing the Long C Plant, and then they smoke themselves out on Long C on attacker side, and then they got defused on on Pistol. I was like, <laughs> okay, a mistake. It could happen. I think round number nine or something like that. I can't really remember. It's in my notes somewhere, but. They plan for long C. They're playing like a, a three versus something, and they're getting flanked from behind. They're going to smoke the front C. They're going to smoke front C to, to to cover the spike so they could maybe fight towards the back. But still, you're smoking yourself out <laughs> on, on pulse plants, and I did not like that. So I think in terms of like the macro of it, of trying to figure out how they want to... They know where to end. I, I just feel like after they've ended there and they want to finish the round, it seems convoluted from time to time. Like, look at this. Perfect paranoia. And then it's a 2v1. Let me just flash towards top C uh, and then try to try to spray through it. So I didn't like that. But Shy has been a great addition, I think, to to this roster as well. I think owner even mentioned it too. Like they're probably the missing he's was probably the missing piece uh to have a, a little bit more success at a Leviathan. Uh, not only from his fade play, but also every single one of these players mechanically are actually pretty gifted. Again, uh, Taco is another one, as you mentioned before, had so many moments where he's pushing out on chamber and there's like a prowler coming against him. There's a flash that's about to come out. He just gets an instant kill and TPs away. Like he is quick with the flick of the wrist, as, as Brendan liked to say. So I, I, I feel that in terms of duels, they'll do just fine. Uh, but at the macro level to play against your, your, your opponents at this level, at this stage, I think you you take it with a grain of salt of, of how far they'd go. I, I don't think they'll make it out of groups. I think they'll get great experience out of it to look better later on, especially with owner uh, as a coach. And I even think their assistant coach comes from crew as well, if I'm not mistaken, right? So um, that that's the positive aspect. In the end, uh, we're just happy that we have somebody else, at least for me personally, in terms of storylines, that there's co real competition in, in Latin Am. 
uh, and hopefully this continues this continues on. Sorry, so that you know, as you were saying, White Crew is playing still very dated comps in this uh, in this matchup. Like the matchup on Split wasn't that the uh, wasn't the best uh, for coming out of Crew. They had no way of really controlling controlling middle uh, against Leviathan. Uh, so I hopefully this is going to be experience for Crew as well, so they could level up each other and then have a better chance at uh, at the international stage later on. Yeah, Casino still playing like you a have freak. a confession. Yeah. Oh no, what did Bren? What did you do? What, what? I was in the VOD dungeon, but I broke free early. <laughs> I mean, I, I, wanna... I think if you're going to skip any game, this one, I don't exactly, think you've missed bad. a team that's going to make a top four run. I, I want to yeah. ask, though, who can they beat? I think they could be. Great question. FPX with subs. I think they could be yep. Guild. I think they could obviously, if Crew make it, they could be Crew. If they if Nip make it, I think they could, yeah, they they, could beat Nip. Yep, they could be yeah. NIP. Um, I think they can beat Northeption if Northeption don't have the same form. <laughs> you, you're killing me. No, I think that they. I think you're no, killing me. I think Josh. if Northeption don't play with the same level of form, then they're they're you a team are that's killing me. Potentially uh, an upset you team. You are. But but also here's the thing. This, this is why I didn't like the whole. Um, there's no such thing as minor regions anymore. The from the last event is that. You're going to have teams like Crew go on a run for a while, and then if they cool off, is there a team ready waiting in the ring wings to step up? Leviathan's been good enough to, to beat them this time, but you shouldn't expect them to bounce straight back up to where Crew had got to last yeah, year. Peak. Yeah, like the, you can't expect them to immediately bounce straight back to the peak of like making a mm -hmm. top four run in a tournament. And I think the same could be said for some of the other regions too. But yeah. this, this team is decent. I guess in terms of who can they beat, I mean, the group stage and just the field in general at Copenhagen is nasty. It's way better than Reykjavik. Way, way better than Reykjavik. Yeah. Assuming FBX are able to play with their full team. And even if FBX aren't, it's still better than Reykjavik. Uh, so I don't really know. They're an upset team in the sense that they might knock someone out that you otherwise think is good. You know, like in, in terms of, uh, you know, maybe... I, I don't even know. They're, they're like a... They get a win over someone and that contributes to somebody else going out rather than they actually go through to playoffs by knocking, beating someone twice. Right. You know what I mean? They, they could beat another team and that's one of the two upset losses that one of your favorite teams get. Um, I could see a situation like that. I don't think they're going to go on a great run, um, but I think it's an opportunity for their players to, to show themselves on the world stage. Uh. I wasn't that impressed with the rest of their team, though, apart from Takalisha. I was really looking at King. The uh, Latam viewers in my chat were hyping him up a lot. But I didn't think he looked that great the compared to the 20th player named King in the Valorant <laughs> Pro scene. Yeah, yeah. And is it like is this spelled the same king? way? Is it spelled the same way as the Korean King? It's kind of similar, actually. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a capital N and uh, two Gs. Yeah. Number one, yeah. We're, we're, we're reaching critical King mass. We could actually make a five-man <laughs> team of all Kings. Just yeah. the king D. What um, we call the kingdom. All right. Okay. Let's move on, though. We have one singular match prediction this week. There is one match to watch, which is Nip versus Crew. It's a big match, though. It is for the final slot. Nip trying to qualify back-to-back -back and Crew trying to, uh, you know, keep up their streak of making every international event and having... Uh, it would be the first time that two LATAM teams would be in attendance at an yeah. international event as well. So a bit of history to potentially be had. But first, let's look at how 
little Timmy did last Timmy. week with oh. the community prediction. Oh, hey, last week they picked Optic over Exet Whoa. in the upper matchup, and you did it. <laughs> well done. Optic won. Good, good job. Good job, viewers. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. yeah, you're, they're catching up. You're catching up. You're getting They're there. doing the viewers. Oh. The viewers are they're they're doing they're doing better though. So good job. Yeah. Maybe if they get this one right, four and five. That's listen. That's yeah. not bad. All right, let's check out last week's preds. How did we do? <laughs> I Ooh. mean, listen, Vansilly easy four and zero. I'm yeah. gonna you know it's listen. It's been uh, it's been tough for me. It's been, <laughs> it's been tough for me. Honestly, oh, yeah. there's Let's been a go. lot of upsets, and I feel like I've made some pretty good predictions. <laughs> I really, I really. What was your percentage on? The Timmies are catching up to you, Wyatt. The Timmies are catching up to you. You're at forty percent or thirty five. My percentage, I, I, there, I, I really think that there. Listen, I picked a lot of games where I was happy with the team that I picked, but there was an upset. I, I that's all I can say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But also, <laughs> it's fine because I'm going to get everyone's respect back when I pick the Copenhagen winner and finalists correctly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got, I've got some notes on my phone about Nip and why they're going to win this game too. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> uh, that's so good. Mm. I'm feeling uh, good about your predin for North Eption. I'm feeling <laughs> good. Let's see who we predded for this match. Uh, who um, do we go oh, for? We, oh. oh god. Wow. <laughs> well <laughs> I uh, Well is it is it more fun to have a curse or is it more fun? See, I'm flip flopping <laughs> on this one. I think there is a chance that crew takes it. So, I think, are you gonna flip? I might. I'm trying to think. Do it for Brazil, Josh. Because I don't switch think, for Brazil. I don't think this is a platchat guarantee. I, no, I, I would not give this the platchat guarantee. I mm. I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip. You're gonna the flip bread. it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go for crew here. I think NIP are the favorites, and I think that they've actually improved more since the last time we saw them compared. To, well, actually, I'm not sure that's true because crew looked shocking at Reykjavik. Have they, they improved? We literally just said they're playing 2020 comps. No, crew aren't playing 2020 comps. I, w I was talking about uh, the APAC teams. Crew, crew have played a lot of Fade. They're playing a lot of Rays. Like, uh, they, they were playing fucking Phoenix on Haven at Reykjavik. Fans. <laughs> they were living in 2020, <laughs> genuinely. They've, they have improved that aspect of their game. And when I was watching the game against Leviathan, they had some interesting like bonus round ideas, pistol round ideas, defensive setups. And like they were, Klaus had some good calls at times. Mazzino's still playing God-tier Valorant. But then they just... It felt like they gave up at some point in the match. It really did. <laughs> what they, split? Didn't, they didn't have the owner to bring them back mentally. I mean, maybe. They mentally crumbled. They, they used to talk about the fact that Crew were a bit of a weak mental team. Uh, yeah. And that was why owner had to do that kind of stuff. I, I, I mean, I don't know whether they've regressed back to their old ways, but I, I've seen the good stuff from Crew. I know they have it in them, but I just don't know if they can do it over the course of a series. I'll take a punt, though. I'll take a punt. Okay. Uh... 
I think that's very reasonable. I definitely don't think this is the plat chat guarantee. I think Nip are overall playing well. I appreciate that they are certainly experimenting and trying to to push their their play forward through, you know, kind of integrating not just meta ideas, but like trying to come up with well, new ideas. And then sometimes they might be doing it too what's, far. What's which better? You guys have to say about that, Where right? the problem may <laughs> lie prefer? for them. Because there are some maps, they're running Bren, they are running Bren's icebox comp. Yeah, what would you prefer, <laughs> the John Rayner or the John Neon? Because they've gone... Well... I mean, John Reyna, if neon I had to choose because one neon, box. right? I mean, Reyna's just not but, good but also, in a KO world. You but, don't get John Reyna on all the maps. You get John Reyna on Icebox. So you get to pick John Reyna on Icebox or John... That's what I'm saying. Sorry, sorry John Reyna... Oh, sorry, sorry I'm saying the wrong, wrong words. Hello? I, mean, I meant Neon. Oh. You don't get Neon on all of the maps. You get Neon on Icebox. You get John Neon or John Reyna on Icebox. I mean, you'd still go with the neon. Still with a neon. Maybe still. I mean, the problem. Uh, I, I would still go with a neon. I don't know. I, I you see, would you trying to get us to play it in yeah, our fucking pretty, boomerang smashes? Boomerang valor plants, drawing random walls Dude, on them. That shit was cooking, though. <laughs> that shit was fucking. You, you know cooking. what? About that, the neon walls on Icebox. I was trying to watch that game, and I'm like, I'm gonna pay attention to John Neon and see how many walls are gonna come up. He oh, didn't yeah. buy it for like half of the rounds or three quarters of the rounds, <laughs> and the time that he's used it was like once where it wasn't even useful. So I would rather take John Reyna over John Neon if it, if it, he's not gonna use any of the kit. They're trying oh, to do I interesting would. stuff. I am worried that they might team liquid themselves. <laughs> they might experiment too hard and lose because of it, where if they just reverted to something a bit more standard, mm. that would have resulted in the win. Like, there are a lot of moments... I, I mean, Icebox is kind of... I, I keep harping on Icebox, but, you know, that was a map too, where, like, Shandi was playing uh, Killjoy, and he was opping, and he was positioning himself in, like, chamber locations and making chamber-esque plays, like being on rafters, pushing out of a smoke with the op, but he's on Killjoy... Mm. And he just gets caught. You know, like things like that where it's like, they're going for something innovative, but I don't think it's as fleshed out as it, need, as it needs to be. And I'm worried they may team liquid themselves. They may experiment too hard at the wrong time where on some of the maps, if they played something a little more standard, they'd come away with the win because the player quality is really high. Like, I, I, I think... I mean, Shawnee is in crazy good form right now, and he certainly may be the catalyst for their win, no matter what agent mm -hmm. he's playing. Um, but they they might need to rein it back a little bit on some of the maps. The the I, LATAM uh, broadcast asked us to do a co-stream of this match as well. So not Platchat, but specifically our individual co-stream. So we'll be doing a English broadcast co-stream yeah. of uh, NIP crew as well. It's tomorrow, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, as at, it's 11 happening. tomorrow at 11 yeah. a.m. Central. And most, yeah. I mean, you were talking about the stakes of getting the final player in, but it also, it's the stakes of whether or not Loud make it to playoffs. It's, ab mm. it's absolutely absurd that Loud need to rely on NIP winning this yeah. game to not, it, they, it they make absurd. the finals, they might end up being in groups. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's yeah. crazy. And they, yeah, I mean, unlike Optic, they, they won every game since. They, they didn't drop a map. <laughs> they haven't lost a map since. Like, Optic actually lost the final, so they're in groups, but <laughs> there's just no reason for them to be there. Yeah. It, is, it is a little bit silly. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back.
three minutes on the clock. All right, so we are going to do our finally our top ten aggregate list of ah. Masters Copenhagen players when we get back. So get some popcorn. It's, I mean, these lists are ridiculous. Yeah, we have the top top ten, top twenty coming up afterwards. We we each Boys. made an individual top twenty, but we're gonna show the top ten, and then I mean, fucking who with knows that. what's gonna happen. Oh, with I'm good with 20. that. I'm good with um, that. Yeah. Potante had a super chat earlier that was pretty good, but I haven't found a place of really inserting it into the discussion. Potante said, speaking about regional levels, if I told you a year and a half ago that Turkey would be the least successful region internationally, you would say I'm off the goop. Because they did look so good like a year ago in terms of the talent they were producing, but it's been more so like a feeder region of, of good players. You've got like Alpha Yeah, CNED. Um, honestly, not a huge amount of top talent in the top teams, but some very good players. It, it is a bit of a pity that if champs is happening at Istanbul, it's very likely there's no Turkish teams there, but um, I'm hoping Ascend make it the champs if they're able to have a good LCQ performance and uh, you have Fnatic there as well with Alfia, because Alfia and CNET playing in front of the home crowd would be just crazy good for Istanbul. I bet the Turkish crowd would go dumb ultra crazy. Are there any Danish players that are going to be playing at Copenhagen? There's actually a breakdown of uh, pl player locations on the Liquipedia I can look up real quick. Mm. I think FPX are looking at two Danish subs. They're looking at Cider and Masked, but honestly, I just hope they don't play. Sounds a bit harsh, but I just hope FPX's full team play. Um, I can't think of any other top Danish players. Maybe I'm just forgetting somebody. Hmm. Um. Sure. It looks like. What did you? What? What country did you say? Danish? No, there's none. There's gonna be no home crowd for any of the players. Unfortunate. Probably a good thing. Everybody. Everybody's under pressure then. Lots of South no, Korean players. Lots of U.S. players. Lots of Chileans. Lots of Thai players, Brazilians. Very big mix of representation at this tournament. And that doesn't include whether Crew uh, or Nip qualify. So. Alright, we're going to get into our top 10 soon. Hopefully this thing that I made doesn't break. I haven't used it in a hot minute. So. Pog. If it doesn't, it might be kind of nice. Hope you like it. I, Let's do this, guys. I hate this. I hate this. We don't even know which teams are going. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lord knows what Vansilly is. Oh, he's back. Vansilly, yeah, apparently was raining. I have to take my Avatar. Avatar. Just in time. You've got a picture from Avatar in your background. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you like it? Yeah. Oh, Avatar 2. Let's, Avatar. let's all go to the cinema yeah, and watch 2. Avatar 2. <laughs> you guys want to go see the Minions movie after this? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to have time because this next segment is going to be seven and a half hours It's going to be long. so fucking long. <laughs> so we really I hate time. my list. I hate my list. Yeah, we're not even going to have time to see the rise of Groot today. And I'm really upset. But <laughs> the viewers will be happy because finally we are going to do the Plat Chat top 10 players at Copenhagen. And then after that, we're going to look at our individual list. So this is, Kurt has used mathematics to combine the, all of our Plat Chat top 20 lists to make one the, plus one the official two. top 10. 
and then algorithms. We'll check out the individual technology. Ones. All right. Yeah. So none of you, none of, none of no one here knows each other's list. No. Yeah. I, no. Have, I, I none of us have any idea what the top ten actually looks like. We only know our own lists. Um, who, think, who all submitted them? So, so we had everybody except for Bala. So we had Vance and the Platinum Bala. minus Bala. Bala was very busy with the baby, so right. he couldn't make so, the list. Yeah, sense. then like us three, and then you know, yeah, plus Avas, plus Mimi. Yep. Yeah, cool. Hope the, the hopefully through the law of averages, <laughs> we end up with a list that isn't makes sense. I'm gonna make a prediction through the law of averages. It's cap. We will not be happy with. Any of the placements. <laughs> yeah. But I also, think some people might be happy. I think top 10 Maybe. is easier than top 20. Once you get there, yeah. I mean, the 10 through 20 is when you really get in the, the nonsensical weeds of chaos. I mean, yes. just just sifting uh, through uh, like, oh, but do you value the, the IGLA the and the, the supportive utility or do I just put in another chamber <laughs> and that's, that's actually the list it's, you'll see do you guys want to get started it Dude, should be yeah. fun do it let it rip let's get into it wait where do we start 10 or no one well i mean if you want to start one that kind no, of so let's get crazy. crazy let's start at number six <laughs> <laughs> let's do it different no let's start it we'll let's start at 10 we'll go from 10 to one uh. number 10 on the list, Sadha. Ooh. Okay. Plays a multitude of roles to a high level, and IGL's up there too. Underrated element of why Loud is so good, says Bren. That's, I did say that. Bren did say that. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with this. I, I had, because I also had Sadhawk in my top 10. His initiator play has been world class since, uh, you know, since, I keep wanting to say Copenhagen, but since Reykjavik. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I am very okay with this. Plus the IGL talking, factor. Aspas this, less that. Sadak has been unreal at the yeah. moment. He has been playing yeah. on uh, on an absolute blinder. I mean, those are some <laughs> those are some bananas stats for a, yeah. a Sky and KO Sage, and he's putting up point eight eight on Sky and KPR well, and yeah. IGLing. I mean, that's he's putting yep. up some numbers IGLing. Uh, yeah, that's. That is some impressive stuff. Yeah. I ranked yeah. him exceptionally highly on my list for Reykjavik. Um, and he didn't play as well as he did online. Uh, so I've shifted him down slightly to where I had him from that. I'm not talking about your list. No, no, no. I'm just, We're talking I just about mean, the aggregated list. Josh, not all about you. But ten, I'm just explaining my point of oh, view for the 10th so, pick. He's so but narcissistic. I think, I think, oh. think Sadak's <laughs> a great player. And there's no way this team would be winning without him, Allen. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great way to like IGL it and even set himself up as a KO on top of that too. It's like, are we ready to go? Let's fucking go. It's my call. And then it just works out really well for the rest of the team following up with him too. Uh, I think he's been very, very consistent in terms of his fragging department. Again, just like you guys, the IGL aspect of it too, to be able to control all the team while he's going to have to frag out as a KO. Uh, I'm gonna have to start watching some VOD so I can do the same thing on our Boomerang uh, tournament. So this is one, I'm gonna get this straight. We're all okay with this one? No, I'm not. I didn't You're have not it. okay with it. No, I'm okay. It's what in my you, range. What's wrong with it? I'm not okay with this. It's too low. Uh, I think it's too high. I think it's just right. But tell me, how do you feel? I, I, I mean, I'm not part of this conversation because you guys had the perfect high, low, middle, you know? I'm just okay, a, that's I'm, fine. I'm yeah, just yeah, I should, you're, yeah. you're Goldilocks. We're the three bears and you're Goldilocks <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just prancing yeah. around. You know what? Mine's the just right, too. Mine's the just right, too. I love Wait, porridge. so you want higher? <laughs> yes. You think he... Okay. Because I think fragging IGL is a rarity these days. He's doing it on a fuck ton of rolls 
while on a top team, and he gets overshadowed by a lot of the other members of Loud. How I mean, much that's... higher do you think he should be? A lot higher. No, no, come the fuck on, man. Where do you think he should be? I think I think there are too many good players in the top 20 for no. Sadak to go up the list because it means moving other fuckers down. You've been playing too much ranked. <laughs> what do you mean I've been playing too much ranked? Your brain has been rotted. My you brain only see, has been rotted. You only see chamber and jet players. No, yeah. it's not the chamber that's and jet players. That's actually sad. The I'm... old Josh would have had fucking Sadak at number one. Okay. That's sad, actually. The old Josh did have Sadak insanely highly because he was fragging so hard in Brazil. And then he came to, to Reykjavik and he wasn't able to have the same impact because the player quality is a lot better. So I think the, the numbers will naturally go down a little bit, not because Sadak's a land choker or anything, just because he's playing against tougher competition. He's still going to be really good, but... I think the Josh level of fragging changed. at the IGL role has gone up since Reykjavik as, as well. Josh changed weird. He actually changed. has changed. Mm -hmm. He's good. He's anymore. really fucking good. I mean, we did, we, we did that at the beginning. We did all talk. We, I mean, I think this is right about where I had him, actually. I think I had Boomerang's him like, changed one spot higher. So We're going to show a list at the end, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, but yeah. We, you'll I fucking just, see where I put Sada. Yeah, but I just want to, you know, we got to have a little bit of, little bit of ooh, conflict, debate. Yeah. That, this is more to conflict. Let's see number nine. Schisms within the plot chat team. Let's see number nine. <laughs> Who do we got? It is less number nine. Postmasters one, less has picked up the chamber for loud, allowing to have more fragging impact on the game. That is one of the reasons why I, I put less quite high, uh, because I think heading into this, he... He, he had been previously fragging really well, like on Viper and kind of those standard uh, Sentinel roles. But since picking up the chamber, I mean, you can see Kurt showing stats on VLR right now. His KPR is 1.02. That is crazy high. I mean, his, yeah, his chamber unreal. play online since picking it up has been outlandish. And if he continues, I'm sure, obviously, that's going to drop a bit just because they're not going to... Well, maybe they will, but it's likely that they're not going to win every single map in the fashion that they have <laughs> online at mm -hmm. Copenhagen. So it's going to be less than that, but even if it's near that, that's going to be yeah. a crazy showing from him. Obviously, Chambers an ultra-powerful agent right now. Less proved at Reykjavik that he has absolute world-class top-tier yeah, talent. And if he can show that more often by playing an agent like Chamber that allows you to have big impact on the game as an individual, I think you're going to be looking at him as one of the highest-rated players of the event. I think this is the perfect placement for him, actually, around this kind yeah. of position. Because you could take a punt and put him higher, but I still want to see him playing the Chamber against the best Chambers in the world. Mm. But... Dude, he's so talented. The The point you made there, Wyatt, is so important too. He was a top-level player at Reykjavik without playing the broken, busted agent. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's going to be amazing. He's going to be amazing. He definitely belongs in the top 10, in my opinion. I had him lower. You had him lower. <laughs> you had him I significantly had him lower. lower than Sadak. I mean, okay. <laughs> Nothing further. You just had him lower. Are you just know. a are you just a chamber hater? Or all the chamber players just shoved I down the list? I did deduct points mentally if they play chamber, because the game was too easy. At that point. Do you have do you have, do you have Boaster, Benkai, Sadak, Angel all in your top ten? Uh. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I, the the full list reveal is going to be shocking. This guy's actually a wine swirling Valorant enjoyer. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Do we want to move on here? Let's check out number eight. Who have we got? Who have we got here? 
Victor, number wow. eight. Mm, wow. Such a good space creator and is now finding kills on top of that. Except when he has to use a fucking overdrive. The guy can't fucking frag when he has a fucking neon ult for his life. Can. Yeah, yeah only Baby Bay and Forsaken and everybody other, any other neon in the, in the world. But yeah, Victor is a, a great player. Um, you know, again, like I said, I think when you look at his performances at Champions, you, you put the asterisks, the stars on that with what happened uh, with him being sick. And then in the early months of uh, Valorant, trying to figure out how Victor was going to perform, that was always... Uh, on the mind of a lot of people. But I still find that he's been able to work well under a system of Chet and FNS to be like, today you're going to play this and it's going to work. And he's done that tremendously from uh, week to week where he's played like a Neon to a Jet to now uh, a Yoru uh, and from, from map to map. I think he's been a great flex agent or a flex player for this team, almost to a point where you were commending sick into the first strike Grand Finals when he was playing five agents on five different maps or whatever, right? So uh, I, I think Victor is at that level right now with an eight with a meta that's fully evolved to what it was in 2020, and he's still able to still perform very well. So that's why uh, he deserves to be in a top ten, even higher for me than number eight that I have on my list. Um, but yeah, that that's where I got him. I had him lower. I had him way lower. <laughs> I had him way lower. Too. I, I, overrated. Damn, Listen, man, how no, did he get to no, number? I, mean, I guess some people. I had him a little had bit lower. Quite, oh, okay. So you saw him quite high. I had him. He was in my top twenty. Yes, yes. I had him in my top twenty. Yes. I think he's a so, lot for top twenty. He Victor is. He's not so much contingent now when Optic have success that he has to have a good game. But I definitely feel like he is. He fills in whatever piece needs to be filled into Chet's cringe comp idea. Yes. and he will play it. And honestly, he gets given a lot of free reign to do what he wants when he's playing yeah. certain things. I'm thinking of the and Jet that's game why it works. Where he played it. Yeah, it does work. He gets given a lot of freedom as well. I mean, but I is he... he only gets freedom on the Jet, though. He doesn't really get freedom on Neon or Kale when he plays no, it. No, Neon, he plays a very... He's like what in the exact... He has to be the one in your time. He is the centerpiece of the execs. Yeah. yeah. He's very busy. And which is yeah. why you're playing an agent where you're going to have to run through your own walls on Fracture and then try to fucking throw relay bolts left and right and guess that your opponent's going to be there and try to get the kills. But if he's not getting the kills, at least it allows for the rest of the players to move up. So he's like an integral part to all of the executions. Maybe the numbers don't prove for, uh, all the time that he's uh, like a, a valuable player, but you already see from the exits of how that works. Like look at how they're playing that Euro and Ascent, for example, right? The way that they place, like he places a TP towards middle. So they're creating a lot of noise on one space. He teams back towards mid, so we can lurk towards mid. And if he breaks the rotation, they can rotate back onto the other side from A to B. So just like the small pieces of how he fits into Optic is what is also aiding into Optic successes. It, again, it's not about Ye getting first bloods all the time. Although he's, and I've written it down, like part of like 43% of the round converted wins when he gets first blood out of like over 100 fucking first bloods. Victor is still one of those reasons why Ye is able to do that on the attack too. Definitely yeah, great space. But I yeah. I think the only reason to justify having him in this position is because his jet ultra pounded recently. That's the only reason that I um, was... I found it difficult to figure out where to put Victor because mm -hmm. if I was just going based off the groups and the majority of the playoffs performance and, you know, he is a he's a part of the team's structure, but he's not going... 
crazy all the time. But his jet performances have genuinely been mental. I mean, his jet performances have been like... his jet numbers are crazy. He just takes over the game. And I wonder if they might try and lean into that more. And then he would be at this position. (laughs) Did Mimi and Avas also have Victor really high? Probably. And then the three of us on the show... We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) We will eventually find out. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is a bit higher than then I, I place Victor as well. And I, I agree with that point, Josh, about the about the Jet. And I, yeah, I think it's hard to place him just because he's just such a hard entry role player that often finds himself just genuinely... I mean, it's what Vince Hilly said in the quote, he's just creating the space on a lot of the execs. And it's, you know, more of the, the actual fragging a lot of the time will come from the other players. But what gets him high on the list, I think, is that he does give Optic the games where he is just getting first kills on all of his yep. entries and those are the games where optic are just you can't beat them when, you yeah, simply when victor is yeah. on top form you cannot they are, beat they are unbeatable yeah they're unbeatable yeah. when victor is in really great form and when his like his his standard form is enough for optic to still be one of the absolute best teams in the world so he's got to be like high, you know he deserves a high placing on the list um in my mind but all right let's let's check out number 7 who do we have in number seven? It is. I like this transition. Zekin. Mm. Flexible and a heavy hitter. Often shines brightest in the server, even with Cryo on his team. Such a nice Aww, little quote. That's so nice, Brent. Oh, what a nice so little sweet. quote about Zekin. This is right about where I had him as well. A little bit, little bit lower, but yeah. I think and also Zekin you still is... forgot that you picked him as the best player in the playoffs last week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was honestly, I was tempted to uh, to change my best player to playoffs to BCJ just because of his performance, because mm-hmm. I think he had a fucking phenomenal step up Green. in the second week of it. But Zekin has been uh, just class. I think flexibility is something that I rate really highly. His individual abilities, the fact that he's able to play so many roles for the team. Look how many different agents he's playing. Yeah. It's it's a rare rarity to have a player that plays this much stuff to such a level of consistency, and he's not always having unbelievable games. But luckily, that's where Cryo can step up and and carry some of the weight and responsibility of being a heavy hitter in the server. He doesn't need to do it all the time; it's just the way the exit's been built. But he is an amazing, amazing player. Yeah, I think. There's going to be a bit of recency bias discussing Zekin because he just dropped the best game of his career against Optic, going like plus 40. But also throughout their playoff run, the more they've lent into Zekin, the better they've performed. The the execs with him on Haven have been masterful, even outside of this final series. They they did it in the upper finals as well. Empowering Zekin was the win condition for them on that map. He goes crazy. His Sova has been insanely good on Ascent Mm -hmm. every time they've picked it up since removing it from their permaban. So it's not just that recency bias. I think that's going to make everybody think of Zekin even higher. And I don't know if he can always play at the level you saw him play against Optic. But even if you completely discarded that game, there's a good argument to be made that he's been the best player for Exet throughout their recent run since they've made that shift in the roles for Stage 2. And, yeah, and I, he's he's fabulously flexible. He's incredibly good. Yeah, I agree. Crucially, kind of similar to Victor, honestly, him picking up Jet, I think, has bumped him up a bit in in yeah. my mind. And you know, because obviously it's an agent that gives you opportunity to frag more, but it's not a natural. It was never the natural agent for him that he would gravitate to, and it's not where he previously would have his big showings. That would be like you know, Rays, something like that. Um, and then he picks up the Jet on Haven, and it's gotten. It started strong, and his performances out the gate in the groups were already good on Jet, and then it just got better and better yeah. towards with the end of the playoffs. 
he just looks like an amazing uh, Jet player. And uh, what you were saying with the Sova, his Sova being so good is Sova one of the reasons good. that yeah. they can actually play Ascent now. Mm-hmm. They're actually good on Ascent now, and they have something that works. And it's with Zekin picking up the Sova. It's very crucially. weird. He played so, it again. Yeah. A BCJ he played in the right there. Uh, yes, he used yeah. to play yeah, it when he was like, a long time ago. Up. But yeah. they've, they've just... Uh, Exit have always struggled with that map, and he's kind of been, I think, the, one of the main reasons it's finally worked for them. This is our first rookie player to international play that we've had on this top right. 10 list as well. Uh, what do you think about... I know this is a very nebulous topic that's almost impossible. Do you think Zekin might struggle a little bit or whatever? Is there any way of even knowing? Yes, that's why I have him low. Really? Is I, that what you've yep. done? Yep. Okay, tell me why, Vance. Why have you just taken the punt <laughs> in that direction? <laughs> I, I just uh. think that overall, the uh, like first off, his neon was also really nice in the grand finals too on Fracture. Just watching him like whimsy run around and flank people all the time was actually pretty yeah, dope. Yeah, but very good. Honestly, my hot take right now is that every single player that has their first international land going into Masters 2 is outside of my top 10. The only reason why is because all of the other teams, if you're looking at those that made it, right? Fnatic, they've made it multiple times. Zhusha, they've made it multiple times. Optic as well. You have a lot of teams that have that experience already that those teams probably would shine a lot more than now, uh, you know, Zekin going into that setup of like, okay, I'm in, you know, already towards Europe. Uh, it's new time zones. Got to figure it out. I think he's, I think he said in the interviews during the VCTs that he's already traveled overseas before. So like the jet lag's really not going to be that, that much of an issue, but I just find the pressure of trying to perform at your best when you've already always been plagued at being number four in North America, you finally made it. You could breathe and get a little bit of, uh, of like breathing room. But once you get to the international stage, it's like, Oh shit, I've never played against these guys before. That's going to be the, uh, the, the bigger counterpoint. Counterpoint. Yeah. First of all, they played two matches at LCQ before it broke down. <laughs> True, actually. They have played on stage. And second, they won a Nerd Street Philadelphia land where they beat C9 Academy in the grand finals. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I Great think counterpoints. They <laughs> have the strongest counterpoint. have LAN experience. The strongest counterpoint, so is the veteran presences on the team. Because often that can be the anchor to counteract that. If young players, if you <laughs> also, other counterpoint, other players have turned up to their first event and fucking pounded. Like Durka at Reykjavik in 2021, yeah. turned up, pounded. Aspus. Uh, Aspus. Nats, pounded. Nats. Nats, uh, sorry, uh, Yay turned up in uh, Berlin, pounded. You know, like... Yeah. Until the grand I mean, finals. It's not a, it's yeah, not a rule that so. first event equals bad. It's just that it can be a bit up or down. It's just always, yeah. it's the classic point that you feel that you have to bring up, but you never fucking know the actual answer. Exactly. There's literally no yeah. way to know. This feels like the first <laughs> event though, where you can it's, start it's, ruling people out because they've had one yeah. performances before. Performances. Like, wonky? like RB. Didn't yeah. put him in my top 20 this time because uh, he's been pounding in Korea, but he did that the last two times before the events. And then he fell over mm. at the Milan. So people like that, in my opinion, need to get the confidence back before I can feel feel good about them. All right, let's check out the next one, Kurt. Bring it up. List. Bring it up. We got number six. Forsaken. <laughs> Gave us a taste of the potential <laughs> that FPX and Optics started experimenting with. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, I fucking love it. 
I FPX love and, it. FPX and Optic play yep. such a snoozy style of Yoru compared to... <laughs> Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. I mean, they... <laughs> Yoru compared to Forsaken. Forsaken I, just sends the Forsaken. TP. Uh, he just sends it straight into it, like, up mid. <laughs> do, do you remember when we were playing Bind? When, I, when, when you were so fucking boomed, Josh, in our scrims, and you said, you can pick our comp, and I just started cooking across the map, and I was, con I was constructing <laughs> yes, strategies yeah, yeah. of the TP, and we were going fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't mean to compare myself to, to Paper X. But I'm going to because <laughs> it wasn't a Yoru comp. You just no, it wasn't. But they play Yoru with the same mentality, which is constantly crafting shit, sure. constantly sure. cooking stuff up on the fly. And when they yeah. when they've been asked in interviews in the past, they they've always said that like they don't they don't have or at least when it was in reference to to bind their Yoru bind, it was more so they are just coming up with shit and calling it, and it is this kind of off the cuff kind of throwing so much at you that it's not it's not a case of you didn't do the vod prep it's like holy fuck how do you keep up yeah and yeah. forsaken's such a talented player that he's dropping fucking over 200 adis in your backline tping there's a stun combo up with it from a breach somewhere now that they've incorporated the fade i think as well into this this comp that mm -hmm. they run it's it's only better and better and better but forsaken really is the centerpiece of why paper x is such a dangerous team sometimes I... it's unadulterated confidence that he shows yeah sometimes yeah. i I have a little thought experiment to myself when I'm trying to rank players of like, do I think other people could do what they do in that system? And it's not always going to be the gold standard of like whether or not I think someone's very good or whatever. But sometimes I think to myself like other people that I put in the top 10 list, could they do what Forsaken or Jing do if you put them on Paper X? And I just think, no fucking way could they do what Absolutely they do. Not. They take Absolutely so many, not. They take so many absurd fights and win so many of them <clears throat> that even when you <clears throat> even if you want to make the argument of like you know APAC not a great region whatever like these are these are ultra talented players and they have mm -hmm. to play in so many unusual scenarios and improv so much and they just make the right decisions so frequently mm. it's just crazy and they've done it on the international stage too before so that's yeah. that's the other crazy part about this too forsaken definitely even I gave praise again. I mentioned in the quote for like FPX with with um, Angel, the way that they execute towards Breeze against Mech and against Ascend, it looked pretty good. But it's nowhere near to how chaotic it gets as to how Forsaken really just gets in your face. At first, when when even Ten started experimenting Yoru on Bind, and he comes out, it's like, oh shit, Ten is going to try to get a shorty kill off a fucking TP. Doesn't get it. But then Forsaken actually does the TP in your face and still gets a 2K when he TPs in front of three people. It's fucking insane how it works. It, it I, I love watching this guy play, and that's just on Yuru. Even his jet's fucking amazing. Yeah, it also just feels inevitable that he's going to have a really good performance at Copenhagen given yeah. Paper X's quality of play, and also just given how crucial Forsaken is to the team. He's just always you know, given leeway and is in position to have impact. It just feels like an inevitability that he's going to be one of the high up, you know, top 10 players. It just yeah. kind of yeah. feels inevitable. Where, where did Josh have him? Forsaken? Yeah. Uh, Higher or lower? Uh, I had him a tad lower than this, but still well within the top 10. Okay. Uh, I, had, uh, I had Jing at this position because okay. I, I rated Jing slightly higher than Forsaken. Um, okay. But uh, it's, it's. I think this not is an important I, discussion. This is another know. one that I feel like is just right. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's yeah. just right. Yeah. It's about right. Okay. 
you breathe a sigh of relief to see if he was going to be able to fill Patty Pan's shoes. And or I'm thinking about another team here. You're thinking of surf. All good. surf. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of surf. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll I also have five, in Bring it up. Roll the <clears> graphic. <throat> we have got Marved in number five. Marv proved that he was undoubtedly the best controller in the world in Masters Reykjavik, a title he still holds now. That's a Wyatt quote. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> and I agree with Wyatt. <laughs> I mean, he still is the best controller in the world yeah. heading into this event. I tried to, you know, like, ooh, but what about like, ooh, Mako or what? No, he's still, no he's still the best controller heading yeah. into the event. He's kept it up. I don't know what mo more there is to say. He deserves yeah. a top spot. Also, he might have just been the straight-up MVP of Masters Reykjavik. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, he's just got to have a top spot coming into this. It's assumed that Optic are going to make it deep, and if they do, he will almost certainly be one of the main reasons they do. I feel like... I think this is I think this might have been exactly where I Yeah, I had him exactly. I fifth. think so. I feel again, yeah. this one feels just yeah. right. Yeah. Any I thought, contention? I thought we're in I just thought we weren't able to see each other's list wide. You quoted exactly the same thing for me with Marved and with Les. Uh, with, <laughs> <No>. with, <laughs> yeah. But but no, I, I agree with you guys. I think Marv probably deserving the MVP. 25% uh, uh, clutch versus Sugar Zero. That was at 90%. He was definitely one of those guys that really stepped up for the alert plays as well for, for uh, Optic. Uh, he deserves that spot. I have, a slight, I have him slightly lower just because I have other players like uh, Victor. That should be higher. Uh, that was rated higher than him. But you, you think Victor is a better player than Marved? I think it's just right. I think they're all that good, but there's just so many other players that you got to put somewhere. You know, like okay, I okay. struggled to rate Marved high just because of the amount of players I wanted to fit into my. Well, that's my top always 10. it's always a struggle, isn't it? Yeah, it's always so a I struggle. Didn't have him, yeah. I can, but I respect the number five slot. Yeah, for him, even though I had him lower, he just does so much more than every other controller. He basically, does. Yeah. I, I mean, there are other controller players that are excellent in the tournament. Uh, it's scary. Marco is very good. Uh, you know, yeah. Sugar Zero would have been excellent had he got yeah. there. He's still playing phenomenally for Zeta. Yep. Uh, yep. But Marved is better than them all in a multitude of different ways. So yeah. he's just a beast. Yep. Let's check out number four. Oh, the temperature is going up. It is <laughs> healthier in number four. <laughs> Child, Child demon. demon. <laughs> Raise movement is insane. Well disciplined. Child <laughs> demon. That's a meme it's quote. Such a fucking Child quote. demon. Uh, that is an absurd quote. It's like like actual Lucifer. That game, yeah. the the video this game, is the computer game. Exactly where I had Alvier at. <laughs> At, At number four, four? because I, I would have had him higher, but it is the, the unknown quantity that we do not know higher. of how new players performing on LAN. He's performed really fucking well up to this yeah. point. He's put up incredible yeah. numbers. If he keeps up the same numbers that he's been doing online, this guy will be number one. God is Agreed. speaking to me. The, <laughs> to counteract keeps, the child demon. If he keeps up his online numbers, he will... He will undoubtedly, I think, deserve that no a number one spot, honestly, uh, in terms of best players, because if he plays online, Fnatic, they are looking strong and large in charge to, to win a lot of games. He's an incredible player. He's incredibly smart as well. This is where I would put him roughly expecting his players. online performance, though. I, I, if, if I was expecting him to, to choke See, a little I, bit or something like that, I'd probably drop him down the list Not even choke, but I, I put him at this just expecting a, a drop, but variability. still great. Variability. 
Right. And yeah, just to add the variability. But he plays so many fucking roles for the team. He does. Yeah. And he puts up insane yeah. numbers every single time. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it is, if he plays like he does online, he will simply be a lock for top five, top three. He is that good. He is a demon of a player. If I'm thinking about best duos at the event, I mean, Dirk or Alfie is at the top of my list. And those are the kind of players that you're relying on to shut down people like Forsaken and Jing or, you know, your... Um, yeah, in Victor or whatever, you know, you're, you're really relying on Alfie to pop off and he's just been so good for it. I only had, yeah, yeah to, I, I had him slightly lower than this, but this is acceptable. I can accept this, but I did have him Look at the kill per round is just crazy. Guys, let's keep, let's really make sure that we have a much lower Fnatic on Icebox. Just make sure we keep doing it. I mean, that is 116 Icebox rounds. Of yeah. just <laughs> carnage. Yeah, it is. Against uh, he also looks like Sabrosa. Don't you think he looks like Sabrosa? What's well, right? Don't you think that Alfayer looks a little bit like Sabrosa? Uh, a, a tiny resemblance. It, it, it's this picture in particular. He doesn't look like it in the other pictures, I don't think. But uh, it doesn't are there any much... other pictures? Because the only other picture I could find is just the fanatic one where they Photoshop his face over an old picture of Dirk. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they use for yeah. everything, and it's it just looks so uncanny. Is that so the one I didn't where he's use like it. Face on. Is that, they yeah. used that picture on the broadcast. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize it was photoshopped. I've that just got so numb funny. to it. So many teams <laughs> yeah. do it. Alpha Rosa. Very funny. All right, let's move on. Let's see number three. Number three. Three is in the amount of slots EMEA has, and it's too many. All right, Ospos. You could argue Ospos was the best player at Masters Reykjavik, and he's continued to be in peak form since. Wyatt quote. Smart guy. People forget about that, actually. The fact that Loud went on a run all the way to the finals and Aspas just popped off. In Even like, in the final yeah, when yeah. they were losing, he yeah. still went crazy went on all shoot, three man. maps. He was just insane. The entire event, first international land, another young player. And since, has continued to just farm online. I mean, he's just yeah. farmed teams over and over. Also, kind of similarly to less, but less so. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I like that yes. one. That was a good one. I he, like it. I didn't want to say that, but it's just I have to use the English language. I just, I just have to. <laughs> um, he he has played a little bit of chamber too, uh, like in that last series against Nip. He played the chamber on Icebox and went twenty nine and ten and just just yeah. destroyed them. Yeah. Uh, so you know he's playing a little bit of chamber. Also, his raise is just god tier, and we live in a, a raise and chamber world. Aspas is, Aspas is, uh, the way that I think about Aspas is how I might end up thinking about Alphia after this event. That's like the kind of tier where you're getting into the, the god tier entry kind of players, although obviously Aspas does play a bit of chamber, which is Durka's role on Fnatic. But the point being, Aspas I think has to be rated higher because he's already done it at a big event against the best teams. Even when they lost, mm. he dropped a bajillion. And he's just been able to continue doing that the entire time. He's been maintaining consistency throughout. Yeah. So it's, it's not to say that Aspas is necessarily going to be better than all the duelists we put him above, but he's got the track record so far that gives you that confidence he's going to be able to keep it up. He's just a nutcase. He's got 1.39 KPR. I mean, it's only 36 rounds. I mean, yeah. that's, those are that's, baller numbers. He's got <laughs> baller KPR yeah, he on the chamber. I mean, it's just bananas. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll get to it, but, you know, we'll get to it later. But, uh, you know, I might have had him a little higher. We had a, su we had a super chat from Confused Pickle that said, let me guess, 
Yay, top three and some of the bland chamber pick. Yawn, where's my BCJ or JoJo on this list? Listen, BCJ and JoJo are not going to be the top two. Yeah, they're, they're just simply just not going to be the top two. Yeah. But also, where the fuck is Jing? Okay, we've gone through a whole top ten, and unless you're agreeing with me that Jing's a top two player, he's coming up. He's coming up. It's not let's, your list, John. Jing might be number two. Let's let's it's the collection of experiences. Let's see number two. Number two, the but amount there's, there's two of EMEA teams that are going to get knocked out in groups. Number two is Durka. On Sideshow's top 21 list, but not <laughs> mine. <laughs> That's been a vast quote. Thank you for that one, Connor. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Dirk at number two. I mean, he deserves it. Let's, I mean, he yep. deserves it. Yep. I mean, there's an argument he deserves I mean, number one. Boring chamber pick. Yep. yep. But is Bumbas. he possibly the best at the dumb broken agent? Yep. Was he, also, was he also so, maybe the best at the jet raise entry if he had been able to play at Reykjavik with a full team? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, this, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I also put Durker at number two, but I think this tournament is his time to show he deserves number one. I mm. think this tournament is actually him going on the fucking warpath to prove that he's the best player in the game. I think that's mm. a genuine fight that he personally can have in this tournament. If Fnatic go on some mm. sort of run and Durka looks better than Alpha Yeah, who's on his team, and they outperform people like Yay or people like Aspas, Durka has an argument to just be the best player. He has just yeah. dominated every land that he's been at. It, it, think... In his individual games, the team might not have dominated, but he's dominated the duels and the fights every land he's been able to play. And Alpha Yeah coming in has added, I don't know, it's it, that, that extra bit to take so the weight of yeah. his shoulders. It's, it's no longer Durka having to do a lot. It's shared, yeah. and he has just flourished because of it. The numbers he's been putting up have been absurd. Yeah. He, it's not a small played, size. His master was one man, was like fucking flying to the hotel, taking a COVID test, waiting, and then flying home was just splendid. That's why he's also my number two in the, in the top 20. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're looking at the stats right now. He has a 0.92 KPR in the past 355 rounds, which 355. is really good. But also of those 355, how many times did they play like FPX? I mean, they played yeah. three maps in the grand final. If you want, could you scroll down a little bit, Kurt, just to see? And then they played, yeah, they played three, they played six maps there. They played nine FPX maps and yeah. he still has. So like, you know, oh, they're playing yeah, against, man. he's, Played top against the top competition a lot yeah, yeah, for those yeah. rounds, and he's still putting up 0.92, so it's pretty, yeah. pretty insane. Deserves it. Well, all right. I think we can all guess who number one is, but we'll see it anyway. Maybe Jing, Josh. Maybe it's Jing. Is it Jing? No, it's Ye. Fuck you all. It's Ye. If you don't have Ye at number one after he's lifted Optic to a silver and gold at Masters 1, I think you're trolling. Looking at you, Brett. I didn't have Yay number one. I fucking knew it. I had no idea what your list was, and I just uh, knew that 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 uh, you're the kind of player that you're the kind of person that loves to rate the underdog, you know, and go for a go for a wonky. No, I, list. no, my the, my no, my list is good. You got, really? You got yeah. BCJ number one. You got no, Boaster number no. one. No. So I have something to say real Shazam. quick. What if I were to tell you that Durka and Yay had the same amount of points? Really. And Ye won the tiebreaker because he had more number one picks. That's which huh. was three to two. That's wild. But they have the same amount of points. So someone's put Ye at like third or something. Yeah. Oh, that's Bren. <laughs> no, wait, listen, we'll we, we'll look we'll, at we'll the have list. A look. We'll have a look afterwards. But my my point there for Ye was that 
when you're having this debate about oh is yay or Durka or Alfie or Aspas, they're they're all in a group of the elite players in that like heavy fragging role for their team, whether it be the entry or whether it be the chamber role. It's much of a muchness, right? Your job is to take all of the resources from your team and go out and deliver frags, deliver rounds. The thing is for Ye, he's just got such success to back it up. He has two series where he's gone negative since joining the team. Kind of fucked that stat actually because he did it in the grand finals against Exit as well. But okay, pretty cool stat still. He's only had two series where he went negative at all. Insane consistency. But he's also been part of them getting second place at, at Berlin and getting first place at Reykjavik. And I would argue he was the best player in both of those tournaments. I know there's a, a serious argument for like, you know, Marv could be the final, uh, the tournament MVP or whatever. But Ye just simply delivers in every single game for Optic. And they would not be in the same place in the slightest without him. Mm-hmm. He's not an X factor. He's a permanent factor of greatness. And the rock that the team stands on in order to get to their positions of winning shit. So mm-hmm. I, I think on the greatness side of things, I just had to put him at, at number one. But but yeah. I really I really do think it's it's open to being stolen at Copenhagen. I yeah, again I, I sorry, go ahead, wait. No, go on, Van Silly. <clears throat> no, I I just want to add as as I was looking at like the first bloods and conversion rates for for top players. So Ye has uh, has a hundred and nine first bloods during the stage two. So this is groups and playoffs where that contributes to 40% or 43% of the round win conversions where he's able to get first blood. Other players like Alpha Yer, he has 54 first bloods out of 193 rounds. Durka is at 66, so they're both at 20 and 34% respectively. And Artis is actually quite higher as well at, at 41% for FPX. So like if even if you're looking at the top players that you have in your top 10 that are very, very crucial to the success of your team, it's still yay that carries a lot of that weight for for optic for them to be able to get those rounds and get those conversions and and uh, and go far in the tournaments. Yeah, he just wrecks in opening duels. Yeah, he man. just wrecks you. All right, he's crazy. <clears throat> it's time we're gonna look at the individual list. Oh my god, I hate and mine. make fun of each other. I hate yeah, it. Me too. <laughs> I really, I really I can't wait that. to make fun of each other while also just having a shite list. <laughs> oh, here's the aggro. Oh, uh, Jing and 11. So close, Josh. Fuck. So close. Fuck. <laughs> so, so close. FNS at 13th. Holy mother of rating IGLs. Yeah, I, I think Sugetsu's been robbed here as well at 16th. He immediately stands out as a player that's been hard underrated um, by the group at large. I think he's. Where, He's, did, where did you place him out of curiosity? Uh, I had him I quite high. I, had I think him, I had him at 12. I had him at 13. Well, yeah, we can look. Here's Josh's yeah. list. All right, guys, let's make fun of Sideshow. Oh, don't start with mine. I fucking hate my list, okay? I let's fucking make hate fun of Sideshow. <laughs> okay. Okay, first of all, Buzz, Buzz is seven? at seven. <coughs> yeah. I mean, huh? what, what, what? You don't think Buzz is an elite talent? Uh, here's the thing. He's popped off at every event he's been at. I was thinking about it, and then I went back, and I did some research. Dude, Tagalisha... 10? Takalisha's gonna pop. You are <laughs> Chamber Brain. Takalisha is gonna pop. You've got Chamber Brain. Chamber is the is insane right now. How could you not have Chamber Brain? You overvalue it. It's not about I overvalue the most broken agent in the game. You overvalue people that play Chamber. It's not but the impact on... is obviously outlandish because the fucking agent's outlandish. But you also have to be 
of course really it is. good on it. And then there's the like but think god about all the chamber players at this tournament. But that's my point is that that's where I think Takalisha ranks in terms of all the chamber players. I think he's behind. Yeah. Yay, Durka. I mean, I don't even. I'm above not Cryo. I'm not even yes, mad at that. I think I think Takalisha might he, be. He is pretty sick. He's friend. fucking sick. He is sick. I'm not. I'm not even mad at that. I think the Buzz one is kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Buzz really? number seven. Yes. Why do you think Buzz is crazy? I feel like he's just been consistently excellent at every event he's been at. I think that he he has been consistently good at Reykjavik. He was good, but in the in the matches that uh, in their in their crucial close matches, he wasn't he he wasn't popping off like you'd want him to. You know, mm-hmm. for me, it's not like mm-hmm. the other duelists. Are, even, you know, when they're losing games, they're still having mega impact. Or other chambers, you know, they're having mega sure. impact. I know mean, his roles have switched a bit too, where he's playing some of the other Sentinels and stuff. So, you know, he he's not going to... Yeah, he's not going to have, like... He's not always going to have that insane impact, but it was less than I... I, I, I wanted more from him at Reykjavik. Mm. And I just struggle to care about what's happening online in that region because I think it's just so... It's not, they're, they're, they don't have as many good teams as I don't think any other region other than maybe Latam. Yeah, I don't even know if yeah. that's true. No, I, I, I think Crew um, and yeah. Leviathan would beat any of, the, like, who came in second? Maru Gaming? Like, I think yeah. they would beat Maru Gaming and, like, yeah. Onslayers and shit, you know? I, I that's my, that, that's the issue I'm having with I'm not rating those guys. Buzz based on his online performance. I really just think he's still been. Ultra consistently LAN, good at LAN. It's also well, yeah, it's it's, it's like a bit, fake LAN. I it's think. a bit I predictive. It's real LAN, I feel. T- <laughs> I don't know. I'm, whenever I'm doing these, I feel like I'm being a little bit predictive too, and I just feel like DRX are not going to do much at this event. But I think part of that comes. To, I think most of that comes down to what they're getting out of RB. If I see a drop off from a player, it's not Buzz dropping off. Okay. It's fucking RB I want, just goes missing. I want seven. Is I want so a giggle. High. I'd like to look at a vast list. Hold on, I still want. Okay, that's fine. I, I want to keep making fun of John. I mean, my, my list is seven. seven. Why? I mean, Connor I mean, he, just values IGL the brain. IGLs. Yeah, IGLs. IGLs. He's got the IGL. He has but, got the IGL. But then for sure. Sadak's not on the list, and uh, well, okay. Here's a here's a player that I was begging to put on my top twenty, yep. but I just already sent it to Kurt. Ben Kai. <laughs> I think yeah. Ben Kai actually needs to be on a decent number of our top 20 lists because not only does he IGL, he frags pretty well for an IGL too. And he is incredibly good with the trading and supportive utility for the rest of his team in a way that you don't get often from other IGL players. Like I think he plays more disciplined than Angel does. I think he's tighter with his team and better fragger than Boaster is. I think he's a better fragger than FNS, even though FNS has gotten better recently. I think he's better with his utility than most of those players as well. Like he's he's really good. He's not a he's not a like he's not gonna pop in games as often as Sadak will, I think, but he doesn't play he plays like a hyper supportive role and can occasionally still pop. I think he's very good and one of the most underrated players at the moment. Yeah. I'm honestly I'm not that I'm not mad at Avas. I'm not mad at it. And I appreciate that he has Zenfree on there. I wanna ch- I just wanna check could, could you hit Josh's again oh, really quick? For fuck's sake, man. Do you I'm trying <laughs> I, just have to, I don't I just, like mine. You have no North Epson players on here. <laughs> you fucking saw the list. Do I need to read it out for you? I'm just I'll make a top thirty. 
I'm just. And I won't put a North Epsom. Are you serious? You wouldn't put them in the top. None of them in the top thirty. That Galicia is gonna poop on Meteor. I mean, you wouldn't put any of them in the top. You wouldn't put Meteor on. I I haven't done a top thirty, but probably not. You wouldn't put Meteor. (laughs) I I I think Meteor might sneak in at the bottom, but there's a lot of good players. Might not. Might not. Dude, this guy just might not. This guy just <laughs> I mean, might just fuck around. I mean, not. that is. Uh, I'm deleting this part of the vod. We don't want to get slammed by Japan again. That's. I mean, might just fuck around and not do that. I'm gonna leave it simple. I don't agree. And we can keep, we can keep moving. I don't agree. Yeah, I just it, simply do yeah. not agree. I couldn't figure out where to put the FPX players apart from Sugetsu. To me, Sugetsu stands out as very, very talented player on FPX. I don't know who the second best player on FPX is. I think three of us have Soigetsu all at 13. I think you did, really? Connor did, and I did. Yeah, maybe. I th- if, maybe. If you, could you click on yeah, mine, 13. Kurt? And then 13, yeah. yeah all, three of us had him at 13. He's, he's really good. He might even deserve to be higher than that. I just don't know where the fuck to put people like Zipan Shao and Ardis. Because they seem yeah, to share the load quite a lot on FPX. They don't, yeah. they don't have... They don't have like really consistent big players. Like a lot of teams are built around a couple of big players and then a few are lower or like, you know, yeah. they're a superstar team or something. But Go on. Found it hard. You make fun of me now. My list is Oh, up. this is your list, Go is on, it? Go on, Josh. I'll let's, d- let's take a look at this one, shall we? Uh, I kind of like the top 10 actually, except uh, Meteor and Zenfu. Dude, Eight, you know what? 10 and 11. <laughs> 10 and 11. Yep. Meteor and Zinfu are going to pop off more than Mako. You know Meteor played in the same yep. region as Mako and was nowhere near as good. Or Buzz, nowhere near as good. Then he went to the better region and leveled the first. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Also, he went to the better region and Maybe you're better than up. Jing and it's, Surf. It's not just your list, but Jing is being criminally underrated. I'm not just pointing out Wyatt here at 16. At least he's in the fucking top 20, yeah. but he's definitely a better player than That Victor. is the only definitely one I would, a better player than Surf. That is the definitely only one a better I would, player than Meteor. Uh, definitely needs to be higher up the list. He I, that is the only one I would consider being I would I yeah, would I think consider my list moving up. I feel like people have forgotten how much he pounded at Reykjavik. I mean, he was like one of the top he I did. I don't remember. Was he, he like, was he like stats-wise a top five player he at Reykjavik dominated. or something? Yeah, he, he, he did well. He I can't remember crazy. exactly his stats. It was Rain on Haven and Fragon. I mean, he was playing Rainer on Haven and just pooing. That's what I was saying. And pounding people. people. Yeah. yeah. Can, we, can you put on my list? I think mine's fucking now? based as anything. Oh, yeah. Let's it's, take a look at Brand's list. Actually, the most based list. So, Durker number one. Sardark number three. Listen, I'm okay. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'll take it. I, I... I just, that's Leo nine. Leo this nine, this is the problem I had with Guild. They're probably going to go O2. And I hate to say it because I like Guild. Maybe they'll go O2 one and two. in the group. Maybe they'll go one and two in the group. They're, they'll probably Josh. get a win. They'll probably win. It depends what the group looks like, honestly, but they'll they, probably win one. They're, okay. They're, uh, yeah, I, but I think it's most likely that they're going to go one and two. I think that's probably a likely result. Yeah. So when I'm looking at them, I'm like, dude, who do I even put on here from Guild? And I put Trex low on my list because I do think Craig, uh, I was about to say like Crex, or like Craig, <laughs> but like Trex. <laughs> I do think Trex has been bananas towards the tail end of the yeah. Guild run. I, I love his raise play. I was like, you know what? If they get a win, I could see Trex being like the, the catalyst of the win that they get over like yeah. a Leviathan or something. But... I just couldn't. I, I feel like I couldn't place the other guys. I mean, nine Leo. That's. that's I think he's uh, the best initiator. I've got Leo, Leo pretty like far up there. there too. But but I agree with you in the sense that 
these people are not going to look as good as they are because yeah. they're going to be on losing record teams in yeah. all likelihood. Exactly. But I think that the same could be said for somebody even like, um, like you know, if we're predicting Exet to finish fifth, sixth, that's a win-loss-loss. Loss. Fifth, sixth yep. for Exet, who have already made it to the bracket, is win-loss-loss. Loss. You're probably not going to look as good if you're Zekin yeah. and Cryo as you have done in North America, even though they are really good. So I tried to ignore a little bit of the team results and I tried to go with more of in a vacuum a bit but it's 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 tough and also I fucking hate my list so I'll well, <laughs> what, what do you hate about it most Josh first of all I, I don't think I I'm okay I mean I think I hate the list for a couple of reasons first of all I hadn't watched all of the VODs when I was asked to send this to Kurt so I was like watching more of the games and like oh my god I've I've you know I've overrated Takalisha because I watched the Cruel Leviathan game early where he popped off and then I'm watching more games of them and other players that I want to rate higher than them and then on top of that we don't even know who's going out of crew and NIP not that I would yeah. probably put any of those players on the list to be honest but but it um I I don't know I also I'm I was having this discussion with my chat when I was talking about the list about the players on the border at the bottom and who the 21st player is going to be that pops off. Because there's always going to be someone that's left off the top 20, and then they go crazy at, Reykjavik, uh, at Durka, Copenhagen, yeah. and they're going to be like, you fucking idiots, you didn't put me on the list. It was Durka, it was, I can't even remember who, whatever. Um, but I think it could be uh, a mystic kind of level player, where they're a really yeah. good support player, and they're in really good form right now. Yeah. And if the team makes a run, people are going to be gassing them up as the best support player in the world because Jojo. the team made a run. Jojo, Jojo sure. BCJ. <laughs> BCJ. Like, if one of those teams makes a run, one of the supportive players on that team is going to have played exceptionally well. Amazingly, yeah. And we won't have put them on the top 20 and we'll look like idiots. But it's going to be somebody like... Mystic is my shout as the top 21 player this time. Mm -hmm. uh, I suppose it could be Enzo because he's in crazy good form too. But yeah. In your case, it could be literally any player on North Epson if they do well. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, it could. if they do well at all, just any player on that team that has done well <laughs> would possibly slot in. But they're getting grouped, so it's not Hold a on, problem. Hold on, we didn't... Yeah. Let's see Van Silly's list. Oh, yeah. Let's have a look at Van Silly's list. Yeah. So I forgot Sugetsu. So if I had to replace somebody on my list to put Sugetsu in there, I'd probably take away RB. But outside of that, I think my list is kind of based. I'm not on the RB train just because he never seems to convert his online play to LAN. He just doesn't. I feel like this is even last chance saloon for RB. Like, yeah. if he doesn't turn up at this event, is he even guaranteed a spot on the top team in korea i also don't is he still igling for for uh no he never DRX? was it's zest he never does was the igling and it was stacks before yeah. but yeah, i yeah, also yeah. um i mean i, I think, think victor and artists artists uh, that's the highest anyone has there. artists i think yeah right i would imagine unless mimi just that man walks artists. on water that man walks on water yeah, let's make fun he of her. She's not here to defend herself. <laughs> let's make fun of her. I, I honestly Most just feel that Artis is just going to be able to thrive off like the LAN experience and like the trash talk against the other players to just be like, I'm going to mm. fucking own this event just based off that. To be able to, yeah. to run that that mental game is, is going to be a great plus for FPX. I think Artis is good. I'm just wondering whether he has the same skill of players like Les, Boz, Alpha Yeah, 
Um, I mean, I know you said the rookie players you didn't allow in yeah. the top 10, which is yeah. makes sense why Van Silly so has my biggest regret from the list on his, which is that I didn't put Scary on it. Scary? He's, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, scary could definitely be the top 21 player. But again, Zersha is just not going to make a run. Clip it. I mean, <laughs> you say that now, but... I mean, you say that now, I but... I just, they're not going to make they a They beat run. Optic. Yeah, but then they just mm. got crushed by them the second time around, and Optic's the only team that they seem to beat. Who do they beat outside of that? They only beat one of the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, but... They only beat yeah, the team that ended up winning saying. the event. I mean, they yeah, are a good team. If they but... go on a run, though, I feel like Scary is a top 21 candidate. Yes, Scary is... I was, I was trying to rank the controller players. I think he's your top three controller player at the event, which is wild because he's not mm. on a top three team. But really good, I, think it's, I think it's Marved, Mako, Scary. Yeah. Which yeah. is, yeah, extremely, extremely good. Um, Mimi's All right, list. what's Mimi? Dude, okay. She's I've gone. Put... She has done the Booster. ultimate punt. No, she put Kesnit on the list. He's not even confirmed to go yet. So she's predicted <laughs> to win and then Kesnit to be a top 20 player. That is an abs That is a crazy top 20 punt. Yeah. Meteor at seventh. Based. Boaster at sixth. I mean, Based. I'm on the Boaster train, but I was too high on Boaster at Reykjavik. I mean, obviously his team got fucked up, so mm. whatever. Uh, but mm -hmm. I. I think Boaster's got less of a crucial job on the team now than he did at Reykjavik. Yep. I think the load's been taken off his shoulders a bit with Enzo coming in and how good Alpha Year is um, mm. and him moving more into Smokes. But So I, yeah, I can't Smokes get on board for that. He's yeah. got yeah. the RB pick too. Watch this just be the first <laughs> tournament where RB goes crazy. Imagine FNS being above Forsaken. It's just... Um, I mean, he provides a, a ton of value. It's the IGL rating, Josh. I know. I used to be the guy that was gassing up the IGLs, and now <laughs> other people are fucking all over the place with this IGL <laughs> nonsense. It's absolutely mad. So I had one final thing I wanted to bring up with this stuff, though, too, which was if you're a fan of F1, so the way that we do the rankings, the way that Kurt does this, is if someone is at the 20th position, they get one point. If someone's at the first position, they get 20 points. What it means is if people are on the lists a lot, they go up the list a lot. But the way that like races do this, if you're an F1 fan, they weight placing at number one really highly. So you get a lot more points for being number one, and you only yeah. get a single point for being at you know the bottom of the pack. Um, yep. So I applied the, or rather, I asked Kurt to. Uh, he was kind enough to apply the F1 rankings to this. So it's gonna, if you are up at the top of the list you're now going to be massively higher than the other people. Interesting. Um, so it does change things a little bit. Could we take a look at that as well? Kurt said he'd uh, created this. So this is what happens when you use the F1 ranking. So Durka and huh. Ye are miles this... ahead, indicating that you yeah. know they're clearly the top two candidates. And then you've got still Marv hanging around the fifth position. Um, Boaster breaks 10. into the top 10. Yeah, Boaster breaks into the top 10 because certain people are rating him top three. So he gets a lot of points off the back of that. So it shuffles the order around a bit, but it doesn't really change the players too much. No, um, yeah, still which nine is interesting. Are the same. Less got left yeah. out of the list this time because I guess a lot yeah. of people are rating him well, but not incredibly. Like no one thinks Less is going to be the best player at the event. I guess. Wait, so, so a lot of you guys yeah. still had Cryo Cells pretty low going into Masters too. So do you guys believe in that sort of like shakiness of his first land, or is it other factors that as you? ranking Cells outside of the top 10 when he's like really done well during the playoffs. Uh, he's done very well during the playoffs. I think he needs to keep that form up. 
and even so, the competition gets a lot higher. And I still have them in the top twenty, which I think is yeah, top real, twenty. Is top still, twenty is still you're crazy you're incredible player. player. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, that concludes us. I think that's a that's a sizable amount of content for everyone to have a nice time making fun of us. I, yeah. And that's what it's all about, really, yeah, that, at the end of the day. So we can all. I want to do why it's weekly. Or G, why are you here? <laughs> why Why are you here again, the guard from the guard? Last time you came in, who you were expecting. But I thought I'd drop by. This one's better. It's the guard's very good great gamer award. <laughs> I wanted to apologize. You're hijacking my segment. I was rude to you guys the last time I was on. It's not your fault that the guard lost. It's, it's not you guys' fault. You, you guys are okay. You're okay. Oh, okay. I wanted to make it up for you guys. Thank you, the guard. Uh, by giving, making a segment here for you all. Oh, oh thank okay. you. Uh, it's called the guard's great... God's very good, great gamer award. Ah. You really pulled out all the stops for that one, didn't you? And it's you? for the greatest gamer. Oh, did you just come back from the pub? What? <laughs> <laughs> the guards, the guards having a little break. So the guard from the guards been out on the lash. <laughs> okay, so you've essentially you've hijacked Wyatt's weekly award. Kicked no. our host away. No. And decided to make your own. It's my own. It's a segment I made for you guys. Oh. Okay. No. So, what, well, what's the, so what, what are you doing with the segment? Well, I, I think I'll, I have an award that I might hand out. To oh, okay. A, play, a, a player, a great gamer. Oh, a great new gamer. award. Good, great wow. gamer. Wow. It's a new one. Yeah. That actually looks like you. It's even got oh. your colors and everything. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's who's, pretty good. Who's, who's, who's it going to, Miss? Who's, who's it going, going to? to the guard? Well. From the guard. I'm going to give it to myself for being so <laughs> understanding and uh, willing to learn from my mistakes. And also You're being so incredibly it... humble. To you. Sorry, sorry. Let me get this straight. The yeah. guard's very good great gamer award is going to the guard from the guard. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to give it to myself. I'm sorry. We're going to have to overrule you. Not I know many you've... people can look at their weaknesses and overcome them. True, but... I'm great. Isn't it supposed to be for a game? This is a shockingly egotistical segment that the guard has created. <laughs> I mean, what would your choice be? I don't know, maybe Bala or something? I, w I don't know, Bala, went, Bala dropping a thousand kills in the match? Uh, who would I go yeah. for? Jane. <laughs> Jane, possibly. Jane has been a great gamer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might get... Uh, listen... A better choice than the guard would have been Valin for popping off on the analyst desk at least. Mm, and instead, yeah, you haven't even yeah. gone with your own player who went crazy on the analyst desk and was amazing. You've gone with yourself. Yeah. Is that Valin under yeah. the mask? Is that what? Valin under the helmet? Vance, who would you have gone for? Definitely 100% Valin. Mm. No, hands down. Hmm. Mm. First time doing analyst desk, no experience, 19 years old, big stage, now has to go through a full full production, understanding what it's like to work a desk, work the analysis, yeah. the prep that goes into it, and still kick ass. Very good. And points. do Telestrator for the first time. Bren can't even do Telestrator on VCT broadcast. <laughs> and Very Valid good did point. it. No, you're right. Bren is shit. Very I mean, good point. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should get the wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, Guard, that Valin should replace Bren like full time? Yes. <laughs> Or, as a matter of fact, even you. You're a great analyst of 
Valorant. Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. why I gave the award to myself. Now, you make very good points about Valen. I'll put it up for consideration. I'm still going with me. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Is this segment going to come back? I appreciate the, the it, character well, development. Is this going to come back? Yeah. Are, are you going to have to do the same sponsored segment again where you pick yourself again? As long as I keep finding ways to break in. <laughs> All right. We'll have to up the security at the Platchat compound. Well, yep. thank you, the guard from the guard. For but you would have given again. it to Bob. Hashtag ad. I think Bala, he might have deserved it. Though I wouldn't have given it to Bala because I've given him the award like two weeks ago. But he did drop like a million. I mean, he went like 40 and 10. He no, he dropped, yeah. he dropped 61. He dropped six. Well, over, over the two yeah. maps, he dropped 61 kills. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bala has just been demonic. He did go crazy. <laughs> and and that means we want to map off the best league. group in our team, which then means we still have a great chance to make playoffs in top four with our matches. Yeah. More on Sunday. Make sure you tune in to the Platchat podcast. But also, <laughs> I, you know, maybe I would have given it to Jing, just to make just because I want to see you smile. <laughs> well, yeah, you, is that can you tell people to sub to our Chat, show? If you want to, uh, it's not Brent. Okay, I, uh, that's yeah, that's not first of all, that's not Brent. Also, let me put don't worry, the guard from the guard. I got this. You want this? Don't worry. I can I do it. I can do it though. But I'm I just... can do it. <laughs> okay. But I'll let you I'll let you take over. <laughs> okay. Thank you, the guard, uh. for sponsoring Platchat once again. Hashtag ad. Goodbye, the guard. From no, the guard. I just needed to stop oh, you just need to stretch your legs. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. We will see you next week for Platchat. I mean, you're just so stoic. Episode 98, next week. Question for the chat. Who is going to be the... Yeah, or, well, I suppose, yeah, for the comment section. So leave a comment. Uh, who is going to be the top 21 player of Copenhagen? Who is the player that's going to pop off that we missed on our list? Leave a comment and let us know. Are we announcing something? Or are we saving it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't, I don't know either. But we might announce something next week, so <laughs> tune in for that on Plat Chat Valor in episode 98. There might be an, an announcement. Oh, that'll Whoa, be cool. Crazy. Oh, all right, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>